All right, we are live. Welcome to the Unplugged Alpha YouTube channel, home of the Unplugged Alpha podcast uh, and the newly christened Ladies Night, uh, which we can talk a little bit more about uh, throughout the cast. But um, welcome to the Unplugged Alpha. This is show number 98. Um, I am your host of tonight or for tonight. Uh, my name is Moff. Some of you guys have seen me before. Some of you probably haven't. Um, so the reason we're doing this tonight and why uh, you're not seeing Rich on the cast is he's in the air traveling. He's on his way to Europe right now. So he uh, has graciously given me the keys to the podcast and to the channel and to run a show uh, in his absence. So tell you a little bit about what we got scheduled for you guys tonight and what you can sort of look forward to. We're going to keep the format largely the same. Going to chat for you know 30 minutes or so, and then we're going to get to some calls. Um, if you want to call in, or if somebody you want to ask about, I already put the call in link in the chat. I'll continue to spam it, you know, throughout the cast. There it goes, and then just get in the waiting uh, area, and, and I'll try to get to everybody. Rich usually likes to go for about 90 minutes, but I'm cool with going a little bit longer. I want to try to get to everybody tonight. Anybody that's taking time out of the evening to want to call in, smash the like button on the way in, and definitely don't be stingy with those super chats tonight, boys. Uh, really looking forward to this. So. Doing something a little bit different tonight. Um, a lot of you guys know, some of you don't, some of you do, that I am a member of Rich's private men's community, uh, the 1%. I'll tell you a little bit. I don't, a lot of people don't know why it's called the 1%, and that's something I, I can definitely talk about in, in, as we go down the line here. Uh, but we're going to have a handful of callers tonight from Rich's private men's group, private men's community, just chatting a little bit more about the group itself. Um, I'm somebody who had a had a pretty major transformation over the last couple of years from when I first started finding Rich's content to now that I'm actually, you know, running the show. So uh, it's been a crazy, strange journey and it's been a lot of fun. Um, so you'll hear a little bit of my story tonight for some guys that are maybe unfamiliar with why I'm here and how I got here and why I'm just, you know, on Rich's podcast this Monday night. And then we've got a couple of other uh, community members that are going to call into the show tonight and sort of share some of their experience as well and how the communities really help them. So if you're interested in learning more, the ticker in the bottom right now, um, the entrepreneurs and cars.com backslash community. And uh, there's a lot of great info there. So um, yeah, man, I'd love to kick it off. You know, I want to talk about a couple of things tonight. You know, I want to talk a little bit about my personal history and sort of my story and what kind of brought me to this point and why I'm here. Um, I want to talk a little bit about sort of my personal philosophy when it comes to a tribe of men and, and groups of guys and, and how I sort of live my life according to some principles that I've developed over the last couple of years. Um, and just give you guys a little bit of an insight to sort of my, we call it the Batman origin story uh, to sort of just say like, hey, listen, um, how'd this guy get here? You know, and, and uh, what experiences I've had and how the community and this content has really helped me and so and how I've tried to sort of pay that forward and, and help other men that were in a similar predicament that I was, you know, a, a few years ago. So I'll start off by just introducing myself again. My name is Moff. Um, I've been a fan. I guess you could say I'm not really a fan much anymore. You know, I, I guess a fan or a follower. And now I consider Rich a, a close friend and uh, mentor and teacher. Um, but my origin story as far as unplugging or finding the red pill, if you will. Like, I don't really like to use that term much anymore because it's become so bastardized in the mainstream, but for the sake of the argument, we'll, we'll call it red pill or we'll call it unplugging. And it's not really different from a lot of the stories that hundreds or thousands of men have experienced in their own unplugging. 
Um, I have lived my life up to, I was about 29 when I first found Rich's content. I was at the very end of a uh, cohabitation relationship, you know, living girlfriend with the dog and uh, the dream of the white picket fence. And there was a time where, you know, where I, I had a string of serious relationships all through my 20s. I had a, very, I had a serious girlfriend in college, I had a serious girlfriend in my mid-20s, and then my, my most recent um, before my current LTR, uh, my, my late twenties. And so, um, we were together for two years and some change. We lived together and things started to get rocky. We actually lived, we actually moved in together March 1st of 2020 and everybody knows what happened two weeks later, the entire world shut down. Uh, we basically were boxed in this small apartment in New York city, this one bedroom with a brand new puppy. Um, and obviously it didn't work out and it was, it was really tough. It led to, um, you know, we're at each other's throats and we would argue and sometimes we wouldn't talk at all. And it was, uh, it was a really difficult time to be in New York city. And now that I live in Florida, it's kind of interesting talking to folks because they didn't have any kind of close of experience, um, that I had I talked to people down in Florida, like, yeah, we were shut down for, I don't know, two weeks. And then we got to kind of do whatever we wanted to do. And I said, you know, in New York, we couldn't leave our houses for two years. We couldn't even go to the gym for six months. And so one of the things about my my XLTR is that she had a very, and you guys are going to know where this is going. Everybody's going to laugh. But she had a, she had a non-existent relationship with her biological father. Uh, her father actually disowned her and her teenage years. So she was essentially raised by um, her mother and she had some siblings. And so she really had to kind of put the adult hat on very early. And one of the things that really stuck out to me of Rich's content, the first video that I ever came across was the video that actually kind of made his channel take off. It was the first video I think that really took off and went viral for him. Because if you guys know the story about Rich, he started the Entrepreneurs and Cars um, channel. And you guys know his backstory. You know, he was he would interview his friends that drove cool cars and that, you know, uh, ran businesses and they were entrepreneurs. And one day somebody put a comment on one of his shows and said, hey, can you do a video on the types of women to avoid dating? Uh, and again, if you know his background, you know his history, you kind of know his own journey with unplugging. I don't have to rehash it here. But, you know, just like all of us, man, like the guy's been through some shit. Um, and so what was interesting is what I was doing. I was actually trying to research how to be a good boyfriend to a girl that like didn't have a dad growing up or I didn't think, I don't even really think I knew daddy issues at the time. I think it was kind of just like this term thrown around sarcastically, but Rich's video popped up and it was three women to avoid dating. And I clicked on it and it was like hearing the gospel for the first time. Man. And, and I think the thing that struck the chord with me the most of that video is that he says very clearly, just avoid dating them. Just don't do it if girls have daddy issues or they grow up without a father, or if they didn't have a good relationship with their father, it's, it's probably not somebody that's going to value a strong, virtuous man. If she didn't have that as an example growing up. If she didn't have an, ex an example of a man that she could, that was a leader that was virtuous and that was masculine and that was able to impart important life lessons on her, then it doesn't really matter how masculine you are. It doesn't matter how much of a leader you are. It doesn't really matter how much good things you have about you. And, and as a man, She's just not going to value that because she didn't learn to value that growing up in her stages in development. 
And the one thing that really stuck out to me the most is that for the first time in my entire life, I was listening to somebody tell me that it's perfectly okay to not compromise your beliefs or just to not date someone if they don't meet your standards or if it's not somebody that is going to be a positive or a net benefit on your life. And all these relationships, like I played to use another sort of crass term is I played Captain Sabaho with this woman for years, you know, the constant fights and the bickering and everything that I did was to make sure that she was okay and she was comfortable and she was taken care of. Um, and I fell for all the tropes, right? The happy wife, happy life, the be less so she can be more. Um, she is the prize. She is the treasure. She needs to be put on a pedestal, et cetera. Um, and I just went down the rabbit hole, man, and I started watching a lot of his content. And we were actually still together at the time. This was the fall of 2020. We were still together at the time. And she actually, her office opened back up. So she was going into work while I was still working from home. And all day long, I just had, you know, Rich Cooper. And I was still, I was into like all the red pill stuff at the time. I was listening to Rolo stuff. And, um, you know, I was into all of it, right? Because that's what a lot of guys do. They just find the material and they just dive into it. It's like drinking out of a fire hose. And so about a month or so later after some, after a really big boundary had finally been crossed um, by my uh, XLTR and I had this sort of come to Jesus moment where I realized she doesn't respect me as a partner, as a LTR or even as a man that I had lost all of her respect. And so there was a really egregious incident, which I won't get into. Um, but it got to the point where I was like, this pretty much has run its course. And we broke up about a month or so later. Um, we actually still lived in the same apartment for a couple months after that. Our lease didn't run out till March. We broke up in November. And I was watching a lot of Rich's stuff. And this is back when he was doing the before the train wreck shows every Monday. Like the time slot has always been the same. It's crazy that we're about coming up on the 98th show. Um, of the unplugged album. Before that, he did a hundred or so shows before the train wreck. He had Sean T. Smith as his co-host. This particular night, <coughs> excuse me. This particular evening, he had Aaron Clary on, and Aaron was promoting um, the Book of Numbers. And so, um, actually, that's not one hundred percent true. I had called in the week before when JD McCabe called in to talk about his book, The Third Gift, but I didn't really get the kind of time that I wanted and I didn't really get sort of the get into it the way I wanted to. And so the video is still up. I don't remember exactly which before the train wreck it was. I want to say 74 or like 76 or something like that. Um, you can go back and watch it if you if you want. But uh, I was really straight up and I was like, look, man, like I've kind of got one itis for this girl and I can't really get over it. I don't know really what to do. And uh, give me some really solid sage advice, man. And, and it was that night um, that I decided to join the community because I had this moment where I looked around, I was like, man, like I don't have a group of guys that I can confide in. You know, my dad and I have always been super, super close. Um, I have a tattoo of him on my right arm. It's covered right now, but I, um, he was kind of my confidant through all of that sort of stuff, but it got to a point where he could only offer me so much advice and, and he didn't want me to stick with this girl and he was kind of ready for it to be over. He was glad it was over, but I kind of got sick of leaning on him as a, I felt like I was dumping on him constantly calling him and saying, Hey, like I'm feeling like S H I T and I'm feeling bad. I'm feeling this. And you know, he's my dad. So obviously he's going to take the phone call, but 
everybody's kind of had those moments where they say, all right, I know that my friends are getting annoyed with like <laughs> hearing about this stuff all the time. And I took a shot, right? I said, look, worst that can happen is I'm out a couple hundred bucks. Um, and I got in the community and, and overnight my life changed. You know, I was immediately thrust into a room of guys that were concerned with chasing excellence and putting their den into the universe and guys from all walks of life. I, I'm a, I'm a relatively younger member of the group. I would say like in the bottom half percentile, um, most of the guys are probably late thirties, forties, fifties. There's some 20 year olds. I'm kind of in the middle, I would say. Um, and it was really, it was intimidating at first, man. Cause I was like, look, I was a 29 year old dude, like worked a decent job. I wasn't making six figure salary yet. Um, wasn't really doing like I'd spent the last two and a half years of my life solely focused on this romantic relationship that I thought was going to last forever. And we're going to do the white picket fence and all that kind of stuff. And so the lane that I really picked was like kind of the dating aspect. You know, I was like, well, how am I going to add value? And I think that's one of the biggest things guys struggle with when they're contemplating joining a group like this. I get messages all the time. Um, or I message guys that are fans of the show and they'll hit me up and say, Hey, I saw you on the show. Like really cool to like grab a drink sometime or, um, just chop it up and I say, Hey man, what's, what's keeping you from joining? What's keeping you from expanding your network? And guys will say things like, Oh, I don't think I have a lot of value to offer or I need to wait. It's, it's the wrong attitude to look because I hang out with guys that root, I mean, would that do circles around me financially. Guys that have so much money, you guys wouldn't even believe. And I do pretty well for myself. I'm not exactly, you know, homeless on the side of the street. I do okay. Um, but that jacks me up. I love being around guys that are better than me, that are better off financially or in better shape because it gives me the motivation that I want to continue to get to that level. I've never been the guy that's like, well, he's got all of this stuff. You know, it, it's really easy to throw stones at others to try to break them down and make yourself feel better. And my thing is like, I picked my lane and that was dating. I was like, okay, look, I'm going to get back on the dating apps. I'm going to get in right field reports and I'm just going to get out there. I'm going to share my experiences and maybe some guys can learn from it. And I just continued to add value, man. I just I continued to add value for Rich. You know, I didn't ever bug him and ask him for you know a minute of his time unless I thought I, I could add value to it. And over the last couple of years, man, we've just got closer and closer. And, and like I said, I look at him as a close friend and a, and a mentor and a, and a teacher. And he's taught me a lot about life. And uh, I look forward to continuing to work with him for the foreseeable future. Um, but one of the things he put me on to that I brought up probably a couple of times, and I want to read a little bit of it because I want to make sure before I get to college, I, I talk a little bit more about the aspect of tribe and sort of what that means to me and why I think it's important that important is paramount for men to have a group of men that they can lean on to and, and have a tribe. Um, and Jack Donovan is the author of a couple of books, uh, The Way of Men, Becoming a Barbarian, A More Complete Beast, and like his most recent work, uh, Fire in the Dark. And Rich has had him on the podcast a couple of times, and I love Jack's stuff. Um, but the first thing I ever read from Jack was this essay called um, I Don't Care. And I want to read a little bit of that tonight. Because this is something that I kind of already had in the back of my mind. I kind of already thought this way, but it was super taboo. And it was something that you just can't really talk about. And it's and it, Jack actually acknowledges that sort of feeling in that um, sort of look down upon attitude a lot of people have when, when they have uh, opinions on this kind of stuff. So 
I want to read a little bit really quickly. I don't have the whole thing. I'm not going to read the whole thing, um, but I want to read a small little little excerpt from it. And if you guys want to read the whole thing, what we'll do after the show, um, after we post it on YouTube, we'll put the link to the full article in the description so you guys can read it yourselves. And I'm kind of piecemealing it together a little bit. It's a little bit out of order. So Jack, if you ever end up watching this, sorry, I don't mean to bastardize your work. I'm a big fan, um, but I'll read a little bit of it. So starts off with, I don't care what happens to everyone everywhere. I don't care what happens to strangers. It's an admission that sounds barbaric and unspeakably taboo. It's taboo because people have been conned into believing that they're supposed to do something they can never do, care equally about everyone all around the world. I care about what happens to my friends, my family, and my tribe. I care, and even at this point, I'm using care very loosely, about the kind of people I generally like, respect, or support. People who are like me or who are like the people I like. I'm not encouraging people to stop caring about anyone. I'm encouraging them to stop trying to care about everyone. If you say you love everyone, you really don't love anyone because love is a choice. It's a discriminatory act by nature. If you don't pick your team, if you aren't willing to draw a line between who you care about and who you don't, between us and them, then you'd be like all of these other suckers who care about whatever and wherever they click on every morning. The idea that we're all each other's shepherds, that we're all responsible for the happiness of all humankind, is paralyzing nonsense. At best, it keeps men busy arguing about things which they have almost no control, and at worst, it makes men vulnerable to all sorts of manipulation by people who have already decided they are disposable rubes, like naive retirees giving away their savings to charity grifters or high-living evangelists. This notion that we're all in this together and are working in good faith to solve the world's problems is an illusion that traps us in a crisscrossed impenetrable web of synthetic yarn. If you pull that fuzzy pink string, that completely unwarranted assumption of universal goodwill, civil society collapses into a Habesian war of all against all where no one trusts anyone. When free from our attachments to everyone everywhere, and we find ourselves adrift in a staggering, confused mass of drooling and covetous humanity, we can make sense of it all and find our bearings only when we form discriminatory alliances and new tribes built on trust, common interest, and mutual admiration instead of being bound by the great lie of love for all neighbors. The whole essay is worth a read. You should definitely read it. Um, again, we'll put it in the description. But that essay always really struck a chord with me because I've always kind of agreed with that. I've always really felt that way. And I've always thought it's just completely asinine and, and unrealistic to think that we can care about everyone everywhere at the same time. Just like Jack says, love is discriminatory. If you love everyone, you love no one. It's by choice. It's us versus them. And that's how I feel about my group and my tribe, man. Like, that's really what a lot of people have a hard time understanding. And there's no secret that there's a shortage and a lack of spaces for men to be men and be okay with being men. Um, and so finding this group and finding a like-minded group of guys that are going to push you to be better, hold you accountable, call you out on your BS, but ultimately are working towards the same goal to see us all win, whether that's business, whether that's relationships, whether that's, uh, I mean, you name it, man. Like there's, there's people from all walks of life and they've got new members joining every single day that are just trying to improve their lives and trying to get better results. So again, man, my, my story is not unique. I've been zeroed out like a lot of guys. Uh, I was able to do the work and, and sort of transcend it. And the work never ends, man. There's still stuff that I'm trying to improve. There's guys that are making 
way more money than I am that are also still trying to improve. There's also everybody's trying to be better, but everybody's trying to go out there and get after it every single day. And again, one of the reasons I think having a group of men and having a tribe is so important. I want to share a couple of graphics with you guys really quick. So I wasn't quite sure exactly where I wanted to go with the subject this evening. I know that I wanted to talk about, you know, the men and the tribe and the community. And I have got a, a bunch of guys that are from the community that are lined up to, to call in and kind of share their testimony and their experience. But I also wanted to share my own personal thoughts that a lot of people don't know about what I think about men's mental health and, and how men should go after getting better and, um, and getting better results out of life. So men's mental health is a hot button issue. It always has been, but it's steadily been increasingly on the rise. Everybody's talking about, it. everybody's talking about male loneliness. Everybody's talking about how men need to be more vulnerable or men need to go to therapy. I personally don't think therapy is a good idea for the vast majority of men. I'll tell you why here in a minute. Before we get to there, I want to show a quick little graphic side by side where I'm going to share the screen here. This is the first time that I'm doing it, so bear with me. So the first thing I want to show here is just this little graph on the suicide rate and suicide statistics. And I apologize in advance if this gets demonetized. I don't know. I don't know if you're allowed to say the S word anymore on YouTube and we're only 20 minutes in, but pretty obvious. The, the self-deletion rate for men is about four times higher than it is for women. 80% of all self-deletions come from men. I mean, there's a couple of other data and figures here about, you know, how is it done and who generally does it. But this is the big thing that I wanted to call out. So since 2000, there has been a steady increase in self-deletion rates. They had a small drop from 2018 to 2020 that I, I'm not really sure what we can attribute to that, but it's rebounding. And a conversation that I bring up all the time with people when we say we need to pay more attention to men's mental health and more men need to be in therapy and more men need to go to talk therapy and, and spill it out on a shrink every week. Well, the other thing I want to show is this. I'm going to show one more tab. Now I'm sharing a different tab. So this is the percentage of U.S. men who received mental health treatment or counseling in the past year during that almost identical time span, 2002 to 2001. And as you can see, there is an increase of men who are getting mental health treatment. So if going to therapy and getting counseling, because let's be honest, when people say mental health treatment, they're talking about therapy, right? That's really what it boiled down. They're not talking about going into the gym and getting in great shape. They're not talking about, uh, you know, meditation and rewiring their brain. They're talking about going and sitting in a shrink's office once a week, spilling out how bad they're struggling and how they can't talk to anyone while their therapist nods and says, well, how does that make you feel? I've yet to have someone be able to explain to me if mental health for men is being talked about and is becoming the mainstream, such an important hot button issue. And more men are going to therapy and sort of getting mental health treatment than ever before. Then how can you explain to me the ever increasing self-deletion rates? If, if the reason men are self-deleting themselves is because they can't talk to anyone because they refuse to get help because they keep everything inside and they won't share it. 
then how do you explain the increase of going in? I mean, this, how do you explain this chart right here? And I'll stop sharing because what I really want to talk to is this idea of therapy. And, and people are going to come for me about this. I've had many conversations about this. As someone that's been in therapy three times in my life, I also have some personal experience with this, but I'm not talking about just my personal experience. I'm talking about men in general and the way we process information. Men are conquerors, man. Men want to go out into the world to get done. That's how our brains have been wired since the beginning of time. We want to go out and get resources. We want to win. We want to go and get things done. We want to have purpose in life. And so when you have an entire generation of men that don't have that purpose, that don't have that mission, that are being told that the sheer state of just being a man means that you are evil. You're an oppressor. You've had your time. It's time to step down and let other people take your spot. You should be ashamed for being born as a man, even though you had no control over that. And so a lot of what talk therapy is about is it's just treating the symptoms, but it's not actually getting to the problem. It's not actually addressing anything. And that's why talk therapy actually is generally far better received for women. Women and men don't live in the same world. We live on the same planet, but we don't live in the same world. A woman will never know what it's like to go through the world as a man. Women are painfully ignorant. It's not their fault. They're painfully ignorant to the everyday struggles of the average man. They just don't live in a world where they can understand what a man has to go through every single day in the plight of the average man. And that's not a complaint. That's just the way that it is. I'm not, I'm, I'm glad that I'm a man and I'm, and I, I'll tell, I can say why, because it's up to me. My success in life is a direct, is a direct correlation with how much work I'm willing to put in. There are no handouts in this life as a man. You do the work or you don't, but you do the work and you get the results. And so men are far more, men will get far better results if they will go to someone that specializes more in coaching, where they set milestones and they say, these are the benchmarks that we need to hit in this timeline. Because when men feel like they're winning in life and they feel like they're checking things off their, checking boxes off their list and they're stacking wins and they're getting momentum, that's when guys really start building up a head of steam. And that's when guys come out of these crazy funks. Now, look, I'm not saying that no man needs to go to therapy. I'm not saying that it's not ever a good fit. I'm saying for the majority of men, the majority of men have zero to no to little to no success with women. They don't make any money. They're generally overweight. They're demonized by the mainstream media and feminism. It's very difficult when everywhere you turn and look, you're being demonized for what's hanging between your legs. And so if you can find a coach or if you can find somebody that can put actionable steps and items in place, you know, look like Andrew Tate tells the story where he got an email from a kid and, and look, like I know people are going to drag me for this or people are going to be mad about this, but, and this is one example and this is one story and all the people in the audience source or anecdotal evidence, whatever, man, this guy emailed Tate and said, Hey, I, I'm thinking about offing myself. 
And that's a big thing to have to experience. Somebody sending you an email and saying, I'm going to off myself. Please help me. Tate tells this story where he says, listen, man, I can't imagine what you're going through. I'm sure it's very difficult. Don't do anything until you have a six pack. Go get a six pack, go lift, go, go get in the gym, go work out, get a six pack and then come back to me. And the story goes that this kid, you know, went and got in the gym and you sent it, Andrew Tate progress pictures. And look, I'm not saying that all your problems are going to be solved. You go get in the gym and you get a six pack. But if your first answer is to go sit in a chair and talk about all your feelings every week, you're going to be in the same spot you were the week before and the week before and the week before. You've got to get out there and start stacking some wins, man. You've got to go out there and start conquering. You've got to go out there and be somebody worth hanging out with and spending time with. Start checking off some boxes, man. Get in great shape. Learn how to game women. Learn how to get women to be attracted to you. Learn how to have conversations. Learn how to build bonds with other men that are like-minded. Learn how to network and share value and have experience because of that. Start treating the actual problem and the root cause. Stop worrying about just treating the symptoms. And here's the thing too, I'll say this kind of final piece because we're, we're kind of coming up on the end of the 30 minutes and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really good about this and I want to get some callers because there's a bunch of guys waiting. But you've got to show up every day. It doesn't matter how you feel. A guy that has mental health issues, has to go to talk therapy. I feel for these guys, man. I feel for the guys that wake up every day and they don't want to live and they don't want to be around and they feel like they're a burden on people and they don't want to be here anymore. I, I feel for those guys. But in the world we live in, we don't deal with the way life should be. We deal with the way life is. And it's player versus player. And if you're too sad or you're too depressed or you feel too poopy pants to go to the gym or to go make the money or to go approach the girl or to go network or to put yourself out there because you just don't feel like it or because you can't mentally bring yourself to do it, I feel for you, but you are always going to lose to the guy that does the work regardless of how he feels. And I promise if you start doing the work and you actually start stacking wins and you actually start knocking some of those dominoes down, your life is going to prove tenfold. Ever since I joined this community and I found a tribe of men that are like-minded, that'll hold me accountable, that won't BS me, but will also give me opportunities to have great experiences and add value to my life the same way I can add value to theirs. And there's not, there's going to be people that don't get it, man. There's going to be people that think you joined a cult. There's going to be people that think you're this weird, you know, go into a field and do pentagrams and drink goat's blood. Like there's going to be people out there that do that. Men getting together for the sole purpose of doing stuff that men like to do today in mainstream, it's looked at as super weird. It's laughed at. It's a punchline. Oh, you guys are a men's group. Like, oh, what do you guys do? Get together and you know where I'm going with this. So listen, man, I'm super stoked to be here. Um, I'm really grateful that Rich gave me the opportunity to be on his platform tonight. Um, the community that I'm in and, and these guys are some of my closest friends and, and guys that I can go to about anything. Um, 
and I'm, I'm really grateful for finding this content and uh, everybody that's reached out over the last day or so that, you know, look, has, has followed sort of my journey from that call two years ago to now is, you know, it's, it's not lost on me, man. It's, it's super cool. So I don't want to sit here and wax poetic all night and uh, all that kind of stuff. And I definitely want to get to some calls, but I've got a couple of guys from the community that I've got lined up that I've been sitting patiently in the waiting room. Guys, if you want to call in, I'll do my best to get to everybody tonight. I want to go a little bit longer than normal. Like usually Rich likes to keep it a tight 90 minutes because he goes to bed early because guy gets up like at 4 a.m. every day. Um, but I'm down to take calls for, for a little while longer and, and try to get to everybody. So let me see. Um, before we get to the callers, I'm going to run the ad reel to pay some bills. Um, but uh, yeah, get in here, man. And uh, let me grab this really quick. All right, be back in one minute and 43 seconds. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China in plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. And I use Tactical Soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical Soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right, let's get on with the show. Let me change this banner out here now that the Q&A is open. Yeah, man. Oh, let me grab this really quick. I saw this $50 super from A. Kenamore. Thank you, man. Much appreciated. Uh, Mr. Kenamore is a member of the 10%. If you guys have questions about that, you can hit up me or Jaren or go to the entrepreneur, the, yeah, the richcooper.ca website. It's all there. So cool, man. Let's get to some callers. Uh, let's see here. All right. I'm going to bring John into the stream. John, my, yep. my man, my friend, how are we doing tonight? Good, man. How are you? I'm great. Never been better, man. What do you got for us tonight? Well, I can uh, just share my story with you if you want. Um, Please. So I'm probably one of the older members here, late 50s. Um, I found Rich in the 1% after... Uh, my 20 plus year marriage went belly up um, and I was floored, um, you know, three kids, comfortable life. Uh, you know, I was familiar with the 
kind of the red pill because like Moff, I was, <clears throat> you know, searching around for information on, all right, what am I doing wrong here in my marriage and with my wife and with my life? So I, you know, I read Rolo. I even watched some of uh, Rich's content early on. And, uh, you know, I was kind of fully subscribed also to the happy wife, happy, happy life. Um, I cringe looking back on, on it now, you know, some of the yeah. totally blue pill things I used to do. And I just, it really just makes me wince. Um, you know, like, like Moff, you know, very little respect in, uh, in my marriage and in my relationship with my wife. I felt it's weird. I felt like I was always, uh, on the outside looking in, you know, it was my wife and my kids were one unit. And then there was me. I was the dutiful provider. I was the, you know, I had the classic nice guy behaviors um, and, and kind of all of the, uh, the behaviors that came along with that. So, uh, you know, the, the 20 plus year marriage went belly up. I was just, it completely rocked my world. And uh, a good friend of mine and uh, a guy named 50 shades that you may have seen on, um, uh, some of the other, uh, some of Rich's other podcasts, another one percenter, um, had just gone through the same thing about, uh, a year or so earlier. And he told me that, you know, it wasn't just Rich's group or it wasn't just Rich's podcast. He also had this group of men that were really a cut above the rest, actually several cuts above the rest, actually, uh, really impressive group of dudes. Um, and many, if not most who had, you know, struggled with various issues, divorce, or bad breakups, or a career that went south, or uh, being physically healthy, unhealthy, or you know all of the above. Um, and what I was immediately struck by was just the, you know, the esprit de corps of a, a group of really top shelf dudes that um, just refused to let the inevitable downturns of life get them down, but uh, you know rose to the occasion, totally persevered. Um, and came out the other side of, you know, whatever their trials and tribulations were way stronger than they were before. Uh, and what's interesting about it is that, you know, I can tell you personally that, you know, in my case, after being married for as long as I was, you know, I'd let my guard down. I got complacent um, and I got lazy um, and I own that. Um, you, you know, you get comfortable and maybe even a little complacent about chasing excellence. Um, and one way that can really impact you uh, and it did for me is that, um, you also let your male friendships atrophy. Uh, you have a wife and you have a family and maybe if you're lucky, you have a man cave where, you know, you, you occasionally get together with other husbands and have a few beers or maybe play around a golf or barbecue a steak. You drink a bunch of beers, you've got a creeping beer gut. Um, but you're no longer really pursuing excellence. You just, you're kind of resting on your laurels. And that I think is a, uh, you know, it's obvi obviously a really dangerous thing to do. Uh, Every Disney movie and rom-com ends with, you know, marriage and, and roll credits, right? So yeah. we're kind of taught from an, an early age and all we see is once we got that ring in, on the finger or a couple babies popped out or the, the, the house and the white picket fence and all that, we're set. Now, now it's on cruise control for the next 40 some years, right? It, and it's a, it's a really bad mistake um, to do that. And it's a trap that 
I think too many of us fall into. Um, and, you know, the other part of it is, you know, when I look back on kind of my male friendships, how much of it was about my friends actually holding me accountable or about planning, you know, daring adventures or, you know, just, you know, aggressively pursuing um, what I wanted out of life and having a group of dudes that would back me up and say, yeah, man, um, let's do this. You, you know, uh, there was very little of that in my experience. It was, you know, it was comfortable chit chat. How are the kids, Bob? How's that golf swing? You know, really kind of trivial nonsense. Very surface level. Very surface level. And, and you know, what's funny about it is when you look back on it, when you think back, um, you know, back in the day, men truly had a tribe they could count on. You know, the whole lot of them would, you know, they they would discuss these issues shoulder to shoulder out in the fields if they were harvesting a crop or if they were on a hunting trip together or fishing or in a garage pulling an engine out of a car. That's where, you know, that's where um, uh, these sorts of issues were discussed. And Rafa or Rafa, I agree with you. I mean, you know, this now it's talk therapy and, and things like that. And it just doesn't work. Um, you know, the way we. I think the way we typically deal with our issues is with a group of men doing stuff. And that's when you have these discussions and that's where you have counsel from uh, a lot of really good mentors um, that, you know, that can set you straight. And there's, you know, as a, as a consequence of all that, we're all kind of atomized. Um, I think men in general are atomized. They just don't have close friendships. They don't have folks that they don't have, they don't have a tribe that they can count on. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's a huge reason why men are in the spot we're in today. We're, you know, we're not only too comfortable and complacent and unhappy, um, but we're also atomized. Um, you know, we're, we're generally happiest when we're with a group of men achieving something and overcoming obstacles. And, you know, this group of guys here in the 1% is a huge facilitator of that. They're the, you know, they're the kind of men that will tell you to your face, hey, you know what? You're way better than that. Um, you know, get off your ass, you fat bastard and get in shape. Or, you know, you could be earning way more in your career um, or even, you know, your wife or your girlfriend or your long, your LTR is treating you like a doormat. You know, you, you can do better that better than that. You can be better than that. And, you know, it's not done maliciously. It's all done kind of in the spirit of kinship and friendship. And, you know, uh, to me, that's why a tribe is hugely important. I'll, I'll give you a quick example. Um, when I first joined this group, I was told by Fifty Shades, um, you know, here's your here's your task. You need to reach out to three men here, which I did. Moff, you were actually one of them, um, if you remember. Yeah, I remember. Um, every one of them immediately, like graciously, got back to me and talked to me for as long as I wanted. Um, and I was not in a good spot, you know, after a <clears> 20 <throat> year marriage. Um, ending rather abruptly you know i was not in a very good spot um but they listened they offered their advice incredibly gracious with their time but they also didn't sugarcoat it you know they're like here's the reality here's what you can expect here's the work you need to do um and it was really refreshing because of uh, you know I, I think back like how many of my so-called friends male friends acquaintances really if i'm being honest would show up like that um, and then when i was looking for a for a place, uh, you know, after my wife and I split, another one percenter here offered me his place to bunk at until I could get squared away. And, I, you know, I didn't even know the dude and he offered it up. And now we've become good friends. We've done business together. Um, we ping each other for advice. 
to discuss business or personal challenges we're having. Um, and that's just, you know, that's, that's, um, what I've gotten most out of this. It's, uh, it's just a really good group of guys that will hold you accountable, that have your best interests at heart. Um, and will tell you like it is, um, there's just quickly, the last thing is there's this really interesting concept that fascinates me. It's called the, it's called the hero's journey. And it's, it's as old as time. And the shorthand is that if you look at almost every legend or myth or movie or even book with a male character, um, they all have the same narrative arc. And, and the narrative arc is that a man gets comfortable in his life and he's suddenly faced with a monumental struggle <clears throat> or a monumental challenge. So it's like the, it's the proverbial knight that has to enter the, the dark forest to slay the dragon. Or, or I guess... Uh, you know, Top Gun, uh, when Tom Cruise's character has to get over the the death of Goose, his best friend, or even Luke Skywalker, you know, but it's the same narrative arc over and over again. Um, and it's the one that steps into the forest and slays the dragon that experiences the, you know, just this huge personal growth. And so the point of all this is that the only way to experience that is that you've got to face those demons and overcome them no matter what they are. And the best way to do that uh, is to have a, a group of men that have essentially gone through the same thing in one way or another um, and can kind of share their experiences and give you kind of their guidance and, and, and the things that they've experienced. So, um, you know, I can tell you uh, since joining, um, uh, you know, my life is just, um, it, it's just an exponential difference. I'm training for a big mountain bike race in the fall. I'm starting to record music and play guitar at open mic nights, something that scared the hell out of me. Um, getting in killer physical shape, um, having my best year so far financially. And it's all because I got off my ass and, and found this really top shelf group of men that, um, you know, that that hold you accountable. So that's that's kind of my story. That's great, man. I mean, it's a hell of a testimony. Uh, John, before I let you go, man, what would you say to somebody who's on the fence about joining? Well, I... I uh, I, I wasn't on the fence, um, but, you, you know, you, if, you, if you want to face those demons, whatever they are, and experience just some really incredible personal growth, this is the only way to do it. You're not going to do it through therapy, um, you, but you have to take that step, man. You have to enter the dark forest and, and face those demons, and you've got a whole support network of dudes here that, um, that have been through the same thing and will help you do it. Amen to that, my friend. John, thank you for coming on, man. Always a pleasure. All right, brother. Awesome guy, man. All right. Man, we got a lot of calls in here. Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, give me a thumbs up if you're ready to go. So you're on mute. Just come off mute. All right, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Moff? How are you? Good, man. What do you got tonight? Dude, so I'm a longtime watcher. And, you know, I, I'm one of those guys that's kind of on the fence. Uh, my question for you is, you know, what's your experience like kind of either on a daily or weekly basis with interaction within the community? So what does it look like interacting with members online? And then, you know, how often are you guys meeting up in real life? Yeah, dude. So, I mean, I talk to these guys every single day. Um, we've got a couple of modes of sort of conversation. Uh, obviously, we have a private forum. We were on Facebook for a few years, and then 
we just wanted to get the heck off of that because there's too much censorship and guys couldn't be even in a private group your stuff would get blocked or you'd get banned and you'd get kicked off facebook and you couldn't interact and so um we finally just said screw this and got fed up with it and we're going to kind of build our own on another platform so um that's where like a lot of the long form stuff takes place when guys have announcements or they have stories they want to share and we've got categories for everything you could possibly imagine from men's self-care to dating and women to entrepreneurship and business to, I mean, you name it, like we, we talk about everything. Um, and then we have sort of smaller subgroups that we have sort of like signal chats. I don't know if you've ever used signal the app, but um, for guys to do more sort of, Hey, like I want to connect with this guy really quick or I have a very quick question. Um, but I mean, these guys I talk to every single day, um, they become my closest friends and dudes that, um, you know, in confidence and, and just, really a tribe, man. There's not a day that goes by that I don't check the forums and I'm not interacting with, with my guys. I'm constantly on the road doing cool stuff. Like if you go to my Instagram, you'll see that if you see any pictures of me generally with a group of dudes, there's a 99% chance they're in the community. I mean, I, I just got back this past weekend um, from a actually it was a, a veterans suicide prevention memorial fundraiser um that my buddy who's based out in denver put on and so there was four or five of us from the community that uh, got together and we got to all shake hands and say what up and, and meet each other and things just change when you meet each other face to face like yeah like you interact with people online and stuff like that but i mean i'm thinking of the meetups and where i just met up with guys even over the last year and a half i mean we had a group of guys in miami in november of 21 we had 40 dudes in nashville or i guess that was the fall of like you my david we had miami we had nashville february of 21 um we did skiing in breck earlier this year we did a hog hunt outside of you know dallas back in may uh we did new year's eve we're probably doing another new year's eve thing in nashville upcoming and I'm going to drop a very small teaser. I'm going to be very, I'm going to play it very close to the chest, but we are putting on a bigger, larger conference style meetup um, in the near future. Um, the only way to get information about that, or the only way to kind of know kind of what's going on is to be in the community. Um, I'm kind of spoiling it a little bit, but that's all I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, man, like, and we have another meetup actually based here and here in Tampa in basically two months from today, the, the last weekend in, in September. So we're constantly getting together, man. Like we're, we're trying to do stuff We're we're doing activities and it's not only just a place where you can build relationships, but listen, man, it's, it's a place where you want to size people up too. Like we put each other through the ringer. It's not like, Hey, you're in this group and it's all kumbaya around the fire. Like sometimes there's a lot of testosterone in these rooms. Sometimes you're going to get tested and that's how guys figure out if you're about what you say you're about. So um, it's definitely not a group for the faint of heart, but if you've got some, some balls and you can handle it, then, then absolutely. But yeah, man, like I, in, in a lot of guys have even said, even though the vast majority of the interaction is like online and things like that, but it's still, super helpful for guys to be able to even have those conversations that they can't have in their everyday lives with people that they work with or people that they, you know, buddies they hang out with at bars and things like that. There's so many guys that feel ostracized and alone because they have these thoughts and they're like, nobody around me understands. 
And so being now, now being able to join a group and sort of unlock that Pandora's box and you have now all of a sudden a network of hundreds of guys who have gone through the same journey as you. And it's just unparalleled. So yeah, man, like we do a bunch of stuff where we're constantly trying to get together and build those relationships. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Like in, like it's really grown over the last couple of months. I mean, I'm really excited about a lot of the members that have recently joined. We've got a lot of heavy hitters, man. Like sometimes like, so John obviously is anonymous. He's one of our higher level guys. And look, there's guys that are high powered doctors and lawyers and intelligence operatives and guys that are, are putting a lot on the line um, by coming on the show or, or just even talking about this kind of stuff. And it's a great place to network as well, man. Like so many guys are running their own businesses. So many guys are trying to build, build a business, trying to build something. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a great, like what, what, like what line of work are you in? What do you do? Uh, I'm in financial services. You know, the, the big thing that I do is I help people, um, you know, take back control of their money and create you know, a family bank for themselves. And we have this other cool thing that we do where we have like a, a mortgage alternative that lets people get their home paid off in about three to seven years. Um, so I guess, yeah, I'm in financial services. So like the be your own bank thing, is that like infinite bank? Cause like that's super hot right now. I've been seeing that everywhere. Like the infinite banking concept. Yeah. That yeah. That's, that's, like? that's what it is. Oh, word. Yep. Yep. So can you like tell for the, for the audience that might not know, or for some of the listeners, can you just give like a really like maybe 30 second elevator pitch for it? Like what yep. it means it's about? Yep. Yep. So big picture is that, you know, the way that banks make money is they're using uh, with the fractional reserve system, they're using leverage. So when your money comes into a bank via deposit, the bank, you know, go ahead and lends it out, you know, and makes a return. So if, if they make like three, you know, three points, on lending, you know, money out and they return to you one point for depositing money in their bank. They're making the spread between, uh, you know, three and 1%, which is two points. Now, two percentage points doesn't sound like a whole lot, but that's actually a 200% return on your money. Um, and so we can basically take that concept and implement it into your own life by basically having you be the own like recipient. Uh, you know, you, you own the bank, but you're also lending to yourself. Hmm. Um, and so that's, that's more or less the, the big idea with infinite banking. Right on, man. Yeah. I'm seeing it everywhere. Like, um, I have a lot of, you know, I got into some life insurance stuff over, you know, maybe a couple of months ago, I've kind of let it slip by the wayside and just had some other ventures I've pursued. But look, man, if there's one thing I know about guys in the community is that they're looking to protect their money and keep what they make and, and have the government stick their hands in their pockets as little as humanly possible. So, and, and on that point, and there's Chris said in the chat here, you know, we've got a monthly Zoom call here. I'll put that on the screen. Like, we've got a month, we've got monthly Zoom calls. We've got one that's just basic Q&A with Rich and we just get together and chop it up. But excuse me, we always, we also get together once a month for a Zoom call where it's strictly business, um, where it's like, hey, what are you working on? Or what do you need help with? Or what's your value statement? And we say, hey, like, go right up what, what you can offer the group. And there's guys that have legitimately done business, man, like guys that have started stuff together or guys that just introduced them to other people. And, and you know, so we've, we've really got it all. It's not just about a group where we're just chasing women and talking about dating and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's been a huge, huge uh, emphasis on on business and, and networking and leveling up financially so again man you heard john if, if you're on the fence and uh you're kind of looking for a reason to pull that trigger it could be a great time for you well i appreciate the time man it, it was good chatting with you and enjoying the show
Yeah, dude. Likewise. All right, man. Hope to see you soon. Take care. Later, bro. All right. Look at that. All right. Let's see who we got back here. Let's kind of do like an on community, off community. So I still got a couple of guys. Let me bring in. Let's get RC in here. RC, can you hear me? You're on mute. I don't know if you're listening. Ready? You got to change that name, man. Like, I know it's not recent anymore, is it? Like, you're like long time ago convert now. (laughs) Yeah, we got to come up with something new. Maybe, uh, after my experiences this weekend, we'll uh, we'll call me Sparky or something. But that's another story for another time. We'll go for it, man. What do you got tonight? No, I was uh, just uh, slating up to talk about uh, the topic at hand, the value and power of tribes, and wanted to uh, assist in the topic for uh, both you and your inaugural hosting and uh, the the broader community. So, honestly. Say again. To lay it on us, man. We're we're ready for you. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of it is self-explanatory, but I think the the interesting thing is you find different tribes at different times of your life, and it's not a it shouldn't be seen as a static sort of thing. Um, you know, you've got tribes when you are hanging out with your football team if you're um you know playing in high school or the tribe that you start to build at college or your post-work tribe, they, they don't always look the same. It's not always the same group of people. And I think most people um, kind of have this idea that this tribe is this like a monolithic thing that sticks with you the whole way. And I've had multiple tribes over the course of my life that have made a major impact, starting primarily actually in the business world. And finding the right group of people to surround myself when I was building my business. And I remember having a conversation with someone talking about the team members that I had working for me and um, and my efforts to build connection with them and whatnot. And, and somewhere along the way, I realized that, or someone else told me, and it made sense, they're good people, but they're not my people. Um, in the sense of the people I was working with and my team and, and it makes sense, right? So generally the people you're interacting with on a day-to-day basis are not actually your tribe. Typically you have to remove yourself from your day-to-day and inject yourself into a group of like-minded people because if they were interacting on a day-to-day basis, it just doesn't make logistical sense, right? They're doing their own thing, right? So if I'm interacting with my team at work, by default, they're my team at work. That doesn't make them my tribe, right? They're, they're approaching and how they gained, became involved uh, was a different path and a different journey. And if you start, one of the worst things you can do is start looking for your tribe in the wrong places or think you have your tribe and in reality, it not be, not be accurate. And so um, you tend to not find your tribe just through your daily habits. You have to purposefully, intentionally go out and search for them. And that's certainly how I found this tribe as well uh, and other tribes that have added value to my life. So I think that's an element that sometimes people forget. Finding a tribe is just as much work uh, as anything else that's of value. You got to go out there and start start to put in the time. And you know, there's different tribes with different objectives, different attitudes, different vibes. Um, 
there's look there's plenty of tribes out there for a bunch of betas too right if you want to be a beta and get all of your beta ideas reinforced you can go out uh, and join plenty of tribes um, out there for that so i think what are you looking for what are you trying to accomplish and then making sure you get the, into the right tribe that's actually going to move that needle for you and so uh i think just from a top level other kind of general thought about tribes that came to me when I heard you were doing this topic is, you know, you're not always going to like everybody in your tribe either. This idea that everyone in the tribe is going to be like copacetic and holding hands. It's kumbaya and everybody's good friends. Typically when you get a tribe together, there's some strong personalities just by the nature of the fact that people are coming together to try to accomplish something. And so that also gives you training on how to interact and build relationships with people that you may not always agree with in every instance, or you just may have a personality conflict or whatever, but that too is part of the value that a tribe brings. So those are two points that kind of jumped out to me. I mean, look, I joined this tribe on Christmas day. What was it? Four yeah, years ago now, yeah. three years ago. Uh, so, so, so clearly I was looking for something back then. Um, yeah, I was a couple months. I was a couple months behind you. You were, a couple, yeah. So it would have been three. Or you're coming up on, you're coming up on four, and I'm coming up on three. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. And then very quickly thereafter, uh, Fifty Shades, myself, a couple other mm-hmm. members that aren't necessarily as active, uh, pulled together a DC meetup, and then quickly after that, we put together that NASCAR meetup. Yeah. Um, right. And you know, those were kind of some of the initial groundings of getting together in person uh, and figuring out you know what's up and how to provide value and how to, to derive value but just like anything else and this has been said multiple times you're only going to get the value of any tr- tribe you be you're, you belong to if you put in the work one of the ways you can see a beta BS tribe from a, from a no kidding tribe out there is how much they ask of you and how, how, what their promises are. If people are dropping all these big grandiose uh, carrots in front of you about what you're going to accomplish and how great it's going to be, you probably need to dig in a little deeper and ask some harder questions about what it really takes. And actually I see a lot of guys asking Oh, well, what's involved and what am I going to get out of it? And I, right off the bat, that's you're behind the eight ball. The real Sorry. question should be, what can I contribute? What are the different ways that people connect? What skill sets are there? Um, is there anyone with my skill set sort of thing? And just thinking right off the bat, contribution. Um, so mm-hmm. tribes just in general are, are clutch and I think they show up for different people in different ways based off of what their history looks like, what their experience, what their experiences have been with tribes. Um, but yeah, we, we, we share a similar timeline there, Moff. Yeah, man. And it's, uh, it's crazy. What a crazy long, strange trip it's been. Like, so when you, I'll ask you this and I'll let you go. We'll get to some other folks, but, um, like when you go looking, like when you go looking for tribes and you go to seek them out, when you, you know, what are some of the traits? Maybe give me two or three of traits that you're kind of screening for when when you're looking for a dude where you're like, all right, because because like you said, man, yeah, like it's you're gonna butt heads with people. Like it's there's a lot of testosterone in this group, and but I think it's it's healthy competition. I think we're men are creatures where we're 
in competition, but at the same time, we understand that we go further together. But yeah, it, it's not just because you show up and you shake my hand and, and you smile at me and say hello doesn't mean that you know you're you're part of it. So what are what are some things that help you screen whether this guy is worthy or whether this is a guy that you want to kind of bring in or that somebody's got potential in your eyes? I think a lot of it comes down to what their intentions are and what your intentions are. And I think you can be a member of a group um, and a larger community with people that are coming at it with different needs, different abundances, different um, shortcomings. And you're just, you, you've got to navigate that in a way that makes sense for you. Right. So somebody may be coming in and having a lot of focus on one area of their life that you may feel comfortable and locked down. Um, but it doesn't mean it's not going to come around or you can't jump in and, and, and bring up your own items. And that's also a big part of owning what you want to get out of it. Right. What, what is the contribution that you want and then putting it out there. Right, if there's something specific that you're seeking for. And also, frankly, the same kind of skill set that serves us out in the everyday world, you know, if, if you're going to come in all bashful, uh, it's not going to work. If you're going to come in with an overly uh, explicit agenda, that's probably not going to work either. You kind of have to see what unravels and uh, presents itself to you as value. And certainly a lot of the friendships that I've made in this group were not ones that I was expecting to make or seeking out to make. Um, I don't even think I really thought of joining the group as a mechanism for friendships. I thought about it more as a mechanism for talking to other people who have been through similar experiences, which is very similar to the background that I have in my mastermind group that I've been involved with for now, geez, 12, 13 plus years on the business side where it's got a definite focus on the business side of the world obviously business is often a reflection of just who you are and your personality traits and your strengths and weaknesses but coming in there with a certain intention um and then seeing what presents itself but it's you carry your own baggage nobody's going to do anything for you and anything and anything of value the only person you might be expect to be able to do something for you might be your mother and, uh, and if you've got an ill, ill fated father, he, maybe he might pick up some of the weight for you as well, thinking he's helping you out. But otherwise you got to put in the work, man. Uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And a, a lot of people that have flushed out of this group in particular tend to come in with these big pie in the sky expectations about how they're suddenly going to become a nine or a 10 and money's going to fall in their lap and women are going to start, you know, fawning over them and, that's just not the case. But if you listen to the people in the group that you see having success and what's one of Rich's classic lines, you know, I wouldn't take success. I wouldn't take advice from someone who's uh, uh, not accomplishing what I want to accomplish. It's the same thing in the group. There's people come to the group for different reasons and to work on different things. And if you can identify the ones that are demonstrating the skills and the ability that you want to emulate in your life, then you've got a natural connection. And what's nice about the group, this group in particular, is uh, I've never had anyone not be willing to engage in a conversation and not be willing to talk about their areas of expertise. I've had people hit me up for entrepreneurship items, for business leadership, um, not, uh, and then I've also talked to other people about fitness or about game or whatever it may be. So 
you know, no one is truly a master of every area and domain. And so by collectively coming together, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? The, uh, versus the bullshit woke version of diversity, where it's just about everybody looking differently. Uh, a good group is going to have diversity of skill set, backgrounds, perspectives, ideas, which also means everyone's not always going to agree. I threw out a question to the group just recently uh, about uh, to the general's group about something I was working through. I mean, I got uh, feedback and opinions all over the map about how to pursue it, whether to pursue it, what it was going to look like. And um, so people shouldn't expect that a group is going to have this uniform monolithic agreement on every topic either. You're still going to have to sort through what works for you, what value to leave on the table, how are you going to get it out. But really, I think the final kind of key element here is it's only going to be as valuable to you as the as the effort you put in. You got to carry your own luggage. There's no concierge service where you just sign up. I mean, if you're looking for that, go spend your money on something like that. I mean, it's a totally different thing, and it's not a community. It's a service where the moment you you know you've got uh, your 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 money runs dry, you're out. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's an interesting concept. Uh, there's groups within our group, which has also been really cool. We just recently spun up a parenting group uh, on Signal between myself and a few others. Uh, Fifty Shades kicked it off. And, uh, you know, I think it's interesting, too, to see the characters and see the strengths and weaknesses. I mean, we've got people that are master networkers. We've got people that just grind it out and they're working every day. We've got some people that are in their adventuring phase and get to throw out some fun photos every now and then. Like, different people are in the group at different times of their life. But ultimately, the pursuit of excellence, wanting to be the best that they can be. I mean, that's a pretty powerful group to be a part of, whether you, you swim in the ocean every single day and you live on the forum and you're constantly contributing or, you know, whether you're more like me and you're in and out a couple times a week and um, adding value when you can and get, having other things happen as well. So um, people that are concerned about time commitments or things of that nature, uh, I, I find usually when someone says, oh, I'm going to join when. I think I even saw it in the comments. Oh, I'm going to join when this happens. The reality is that when never comes around. Like, oh, I'm going to join when things are like less hectic. Yeah, okay, good luck on finding a time when things are less hectic in your life, right? Yeah, just so, keep kicking the can down the road. Just keep kicking the can down the road, man. And that's what uh, <laughs> that's how a lot of the other people uh, in the world are operating. So, totally. but. Yeah, man, it's a good group with a good group of people that um, I've just in the last week I've been able to tap into after um, you know having a kind of a crazy time on my last travels and needing to touch some experts in a few different areas, and uh, everybody was super responsive, and it's uh, it's been an awesome experience for me. Love it, man. Appreciate the testimony, man. Uh, the, that's a lot of great value there for sure. And uh, yeah, we got to get you a new moniker for sure. But we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something that's uh, like nice and catchy. So That sounds good, man. All right. Well, we'll good luck awesome. on the rest of the show, man. Appreciate it, my friend. All right. Guys, if you're sitting in the back, I'm going to get to everybody. I promise I got three or four that I'm going to get through the rest of the night. I want to bring Elizabeth up if she's ready. Looking for the signal. All right, yeah, she's giving me, she's giving me the "I'm ready" vibe. So, hey, Liz, what up? What's going on? How you doing? You're back for some more punishment, eh? 
I'm back. I'm back and ready to be absolutely demolished in the comments again. <laughs> You're a good sport. So what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about anything you heard tonight? Do you like? So I'll give the listeners some context. So Liz was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, she and Rich were chatting about you know men's self care, and they went into this fun conversation about sunscreen. Um, but then there, there's some other things that she and I have been chatting about um, that are more in line with you know current society. We actually did a show on stereo together about a week and a half ago or so. Um, but she uh, felt like calling in tonight and we can either continue the conversation we've kind of been having or we can kind of maybe pick something new that maybe you heard from either me or one of the callers, but I'll, I'll kick it over to you. So I was actually fully prepared to defend therapy to you. I was listening okay. to you talk, talk about therapy and I am a huge proponent for therapy, but I think that there were a lot of really good points made, right? And this is something that um, I don't know if you, if any of your listeners follow Chris Williamson and his podcast, um, Alex Formosi, stuff like that, being like a life coach in the personal development space, um, I do see a lot of that content. And there is something to be said for, like as a life coach, and I do have male clients, male and female, there are some stuff that's outside of my scope of practice that I send them to a medical professional for, right? If you have like true suicidal thoughts, right? I'm, I am not... It's outside of my scope of practice to really deal yeah, with you're that. you're not equipped to deal with that kind of stuff. Right. I don't have the tools for you that I think that you need. Um, and that's, that's what I think therapy is, right? If you don't have the tools for something, then a licensed professional can arm you with the tools that you need to make that happen. But for what it's worth, especially hearing from some of your listeners, I do think there is a lot of value in your community. And I, wanna, I don't want to discredit that. I think for men especially they have a really hard time talking about their hardships. And that's why therapy has been really helpful for some of my clients. Um, finding the right therapist is really important because, and this is a discussion I've had with um, some people in my life, they do just kind of want to talk about their problems, but it is important to be solution oriented and forward thinking. And I think for a lot of people that can be really helpful to just talk about it and you do, you do like cognitive behavioral therapy and things like that. Um, but finding a coach in the community that pushes you to be better is also really important. I think part of the hesitation with communities like this is that there's this energy of, you know, women are the enemy. Um, and I obviously as a woman, I don't appreciate that because I, I don't really appreciate this, this battle against uh, this battle amongst men and women. Um, I think that's not super constructive, but I do think it's really special to hear some of the lives that have been changed by spaces like this that are created for men to support one another and help one another grow and pursue things. But I do want to push back a little bit and say that I do think therapy can be very, very important for people. I largely find the issue is that, look, I, I, I don't, I, I know guys off the top of my head that do hypnotherapy, for example, there's guys that are in the group that are, um, have done this kind of stuff. And, and again, we, we talked about that, uh, that Netflix documentary that Jonah Hill did, Stutz, I think it was called. And mm-hmm. I think the, the, the overall problem is, but it's like tr- trying to find a good therapist that understands the plight of men and has experienced similar things that men go through and has gone through the world with a male lens is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. And I think it's one of those things where 
the APA is absolute garbage. I mean, when you see what's being pushed in the mainstream and you see what everything is focused on feelings and feeling better, I don't necessarily think that focusing on feeling good or getting rid of your pain is essentially what we should be focusing on. Like men need to fix the problem at its root and not just treat the symptoms. So I don't disagree that there are times where therapy could be beneficial, but I think that the idea of just walking down the street and finding a therapist that's going to work for the majority of men is, is, is really not a reality. Um, and so, because I don't, I don't think there's a lot of men out there. I don't even think there's a lot of therapists out there that will say the things that even we are willing to say and go to the lengths that we're willing to go to. And, and like a couple of us have already said tonight, like, you're not just in the tribe because you show up and, and wave at us. Like you've got to earn your way in. You've got to go through the trials. You've got to show that you're somebody that's willing to go to bat for others and vice versa. So it, it, I don't, I don't know if I buy this notion that it's as easy as finding just, it, I don't think those kind of therapists grow on trees. I think they're few and far between. And I think that's a real issue because you're talking about, I mean, and, and the vast majority of therapists are women. And I have a problem with, and, and there's also something that we haven't talked about this, but I also kind of have an issue with taking issues out of the tribe and out of the family. At the end of the day, a therapist is somebody who you pay and they are doing a job. And so it's how much personal stake can they really have in your situation, in your plight? Not to mention, I said this earlier, and this is one of the things that you and I kind of bounce off each other, keep going back to men and women live on different, in different worlds. We live on the same planet, but we experience different worlds. I don't under, I, 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 it's very difficult for me to see the value of listening to somebody that will never experience life through my lens or through the lens that I've had to go through or experience the struggles, not me personally, but maybe me personally, but men in general, the struggles that men generally face just for the sake of being men and for somebody to not be able to level with that versus finding a community where there are literally dozens, if not hundreds of men that have all gone through those who've all been put through the ringer who've experienced very similar situations and can offer real actionable advice with stories and evidence to back it up so i think that's that's my biggest issue is it's i'm we're, we're telling a man to go listen to somebody that a is a is basically a hired gun and two will never fully be able to experience the world through their lens. They can have empathy. I mean, we naturally as human beings have empathy, but they just, it, it's like me trying to, I can empathize with a black person who's experienced racism or has experienced brutality or has experienced any sort of discrimination. I can empathize, but I'll never actually really be able at my core to know what that's truly like because I will never experience it. So I think, I think that I agree with you in that I do think there's a lot of value in men seeking male therapists. As a woman, I prefer female therapists 
female gynecologist, so on and so forth, right? They understand my struggle, what it's like to be a woman. I think there's value in that. I think when we talk about therapy, again, the tools that, that we need for our tool belt, these are licensed professionals designed to help you do that. And there are a lot of, I think one of your callers mentioned, you know, there are groups that will help you, um, maybe not as much as this one, but kind of pave the way for you to do better, whatever it is, that's, a, that's an actual service. What you're paying for with therapy is essentially a service, right? You are paying for the tools for your tool belt for the thing that you need to accomplish. Um, and I, I do stand by that when it comes to therapy, but I do think that groups like this specifically provide a space where there is a lot of action. And for that, I think there's a lot of value. Um, well, what are these tools? You keep referring to these tools. Like, what are we talking about? Because, because again, like, I, I don't generally agree that there's any actionable items or there's any sort of, there, there's, there's no plan. I mean, the vast majority of therapy is you go into an office once a week and you spill out all your feelings to somebody for an hour and then maybe you feel better. And then, but by the time the next week rolls around, your life hasn't changed. Your plight hasn't changed because you haven't figured out that what you really need to do is actually just start busting ass and doing the work. And so like, what are some of these tools that you're referring to? Like what, what is a therapist going to tell me to do that is going to, that, that, that I can take and I can apply to my life, so to speak. So conversation I have a lot is our conversations about intrusive thoughts and actionable steps. So oftentimes when we talk about confidence, you have like intrusive thoughts that are rooted in non-reality or like negative thoughts that are just things that we tell ourselves because we feel terrible about ourselves. And then there are thoughts rooted in reality, which are these are the things that I know to be true that I can control. And to some capacity you're right, like you have to take those true thoughts and then do action with them. But navigating and being able to look at a thought as just a thought and not this thing that rules your life, that is a tool that has been learned in therapy. Or um, for me, uh, I was bouncing an idea off of my therapist and we were talking about things that I can do to help uh, clear my space and move forward in the way that I want. And so my homework for this week is to plan out my weekend in a meaningful way to have all the tasks that I want to accomplish. And so I think to some level, you're right. It's all about action, about having, how do you move forward? But cognitive behavioral therapy is the practice of seeing a thought and not aligning with that thought and being able to what see true? What if the thought is true? What if it's, it what, if, what if the thoughts are, I have no money. Girls don't even look at me. I'm a fat fuck. And I like, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm nowhere where I'm to be. I'm a loser. What if, what if all of those are true? Should we say like, well, those are negative thoughts. And so don't believe them. No. An intrusive thought would be, there's nothing I can do about it. The intrusive thought is okay. I can't do something about this. The intrusive thought is I'm going to be like this forever. That's an intrusive thought. A thought that's rooted in reality is I am someone that can control the outcome of this. I am someone that is capable of doing better. How do I do better? Right. I, these are patterns of behavior and habits that I have that keep me where I'm stuck. And then, okay, but I, a thought rooted in reality is I can actually control this if I put my mind to it, or I'm, or here's something that I have that in my life that has demonstrated to me that I can do something about this. Now I have to get up and do it. I think, but I, I still think we're somehow talking in circles because men 
men are just men are simple because it's like most men the vast majority of men the reason men are sad and men are upset is because they are uh, straight up like what really the vast majority of men want is to be successful with women like Mm -hmm. that's the reason we're on this earth men still have sex drives i mean that's what we're put here to do we're here to mate and make more people and because we have men that are more involuntarily abstinent than ever before because the dating pool has gotten so skewed again i don't i don't hear a lot of telling guys to go get in the gym and go make a bunch of money and learn about intersexual dynamics and how to talk to women it isn't sexy it doesn't sell really convoluted sort of mental models and and sort of these very abstract sort of ways of thinking it's it's like there's a scene in i don't know if you've ever seen the big short but the movie that came out about the 2008 housing market crash and ryan gosling's in it and steve carell and a bunch of guys and it's like these like the terminology that these wall street guys would use sounds really complex and it sounds really complicated because it's meant to make people think that they're dumb and they don't understand it. So having all of these sort of roundabout trumped up terms and words for whatever it may be and sort of this magic and sort of fairy dust as opposed to like, I can look at you, man. I can tell that you're 50 pounds overweight. You're slouching when you sit. you can't look me in the eye. I can generally tell that you're probably not good with women. You probably don't make that much money based on the way you're showing up. Or just because the average man is kind of – the average man is pro- below average in a woman's eyes at least. So that's kind of the issue that I kind of have because it's – I think if most men took care of these baseline three or four things, we don't, we don't have this sort of infatuation with the spiritualness. We don't have sort of this infatuation like, – people call it chick crack, like horoscopes and manifestation and this, this sort of like looking into the future and whatever I choose will be, will be and that kind of stuff. We we just, our brains just don't work that way. Like we think in very black and white, we don't think in the abstract. And so it's sort of an issue with me because it's, I don't think all of these sort of roundabout sort of fugazi things are really necessary, at least for men. I think men have, four or five baseline things they should all shoot for and the majority of men would have a far better life if they were to hit all of those benchmarks without all the need for these you know well the reason you feel bad about yourself is because of the the mental you and like this sort of wizardry that i hear where it's just this oh wow like where it sounds really complex and really complicated and it sounds like there's these secrets to the universe when the majority of men just need to get in good shape and learn how to not be a weirdo around chicks. I, it's just very, I, I just, it's hard for me to buy it. Okay. Well, to some capacity, I think that you're right. I mean, being a trainer and exercise physiologist, like I believe in the power of fitness. Muscle is an endocrine organ. It scientifically makes you feel better. It improves your confidence getting in the gym or being active is a physical manifestation of what you're capable of. Like it demonstrates to you how capable you are. So I'm, I'm on board with that, obviously. Um, I think when it comes to technical jargon, 
identifying things for what they are can be really helpful because it helps create a clear picture of what's going on. I think men like answers. And so it can be really valuable to some men, not all men, maybe not everyone, but I do reject the idea that therapy can't help anyone. Um, like we talked about with that. No, it can't help anyone. I didn't understand how if you got the very beginning, I didn't say it can't help anyone. Right. I say for the vast majority of men, it's a, it's a foolish endeavor. In my opinion. We, we talked about, you know, that, um, that documentary Stutes and he had a lot of mm -hmm. like language being able to identify, you know, the clouds that come in, how gratitude opens that up and kind of creates this path, things to be grateful for. Those are what I would consider tools for your tool belt. When it comes to the performance of men, and this is something you and I have talked about, I am of the opinion it is the all of the excessive dopamine that is instant gratification culture, social media, hypersexual content, video games, all of this, like these dopamine hits that we're constantly, constantly getting. And I think that a lot of times they predate upon men because men are um, more receptive to a lot of that hypersexual activity. And that to me can't, well, there's a lot of studies that talk about the way that that lowers men's um, ability to perform and how they experience life differently because their dopamine receptors are actually affected by that. Um, and I think that yeah, true. keeps men very complacent and for where they're at. I, I think if you have some kind of addiction to that dopamine release, therapy can be really helpful. On the flip side, I think that there is some value in being amongst a community of men who say, hey, stop doing that. Get up, we're gonna go for a run. Or get up, you have to do these actionable steps because by do joining a community like this, you are by virtue, if you're doing the work, you are by virtue not partaking in those other things that are keeping you where you're at. And so I do think there's, there's value there. But to discredit therapy, especially when you brought out that chart of like um, deletion rates, I think a lot of that has to do with the lack of care for men and how inaccessible therapy is for people just across the board. Um, and obviously but it's more accessible now than it's ever been before. It's more mainstream. It's more talked about. Like everyone's talking about mental, like you have startups that so. you can sign up for. Like there's better, like, I mean, you have mainstream podcasts that get hundreds of thousands of views a month that are sponsored by companies like better health. Like it's, it's never been easier to go to therapy. That, that, that was my also think, it's, it's never been more streaming. Right. It's never been easier to get access. So if, if the, if the problem is there's not an awareness or nobody's talking about it, then as awareness goes up and the more we talk about it, then why am I still seeing self deletion rates going up in kind? Well, I also think that there's an increase of communities like this. I think when we talk about mental health as a whole, it also breeds more communities like this where men are addressing their mental health, they're addressing their lack of performance and they're doing something about it. And so I could conversely ask you the same thing, right? If we're seeing a rise in these communities, why are male deletion rates still going up? Like, I don't think we're seeing a rise in these communities. I think we're seeing a rise in a lot of guys that want to sit around and point and sputter and blame women for their troubles and aren't actually willing to do the work. I, I, I there's, there's a ton of communities communities out there on on Facebook, for example, that are just guys that are constantly spewing and sharing memes about how women are 304s and how they just like to dunk on women. I mean, there's there's podcasts that have made millions of dollars and that's their entire business model is pointing and sputtering. Um, yeah. And so 
I, I don't I don't agree that it's not to say like not our community, but I mean, I, I think it's too easy to point fingers at a guy like Andrew Tate and think that we think women are the enemy because because I want to go back to that. Like, I don't know if I, I mean, I don't want to I don't know. I got a bunch of people that are waiting. So but but I but I want to come back to this point because you did say and I, I kind of let you go. I let you off the hook with it at first. But this whole idea that we maybe not we, but this this idea that you say a lot of guys think that women are the enemy. Um, and I don't, I don't know sort of what you've heard or sort of what brought you to that conclusion as far as whether it's our content or, or any other content or, or kind of, it was not your content. That was not, okay, that was not a shot at this community. So where does that come from? Well, I think kind of what you just said, you know, there is a lot of the people that are the most disgruntled are the loudest, right? The people that don't take responsibility for themselves are often the loudest. And, you know, we've shared some of your some of your views about the way you perceive women and this the struggle of men versus women, right? And I've said this a lot when we were on stereo, uh, the, the most dissenting opinions are usually the loudest, like the most aggressive, the most hyperbolic, those are the loudest. And those are the ones that I would hear the most, right? Because communities like this are a little bit more low key. You guys seem to be a little bit more inclusive, right? When you talk about the way that you guys interact with one another. The benefits that you guys get from one another is more under wraps than the viral content that we see, right? And so with the rise of mental health kind of and like sort kind of circling back, like you do see a rise of all these Facebook groups that are very quick to blame women for their problems in the same way that I think the way we talk about men and men, men's mental health is often villainized as well. And I, I would like to see better care for everyone's mental health, but I think that there is a lot of value in prioritizing men's mental health and whatever that is for whoever that is. I don't think that that could be a bad thing. Yeah, I, I just think the the way that we go about it is is I think the way we go about it is wrong. I think encouraging men to go to talk therapy is wrong. I don't. I think that there's not a, like, again. I don't think that's telling. I mean, look, you're a trainer. Like telling people to get under a barbell and do the big three lists three or four times, not three or four times, or, or the very basics, that stuff isn't sexy. That doesn't sell. I mean, you see plenty of people that are like, get on this BOSU ball with one leg and put 245 pounds on the bar and jump up and down. Like that, that's the kind of stuff. So it's like that stuff sells, like that's the sexy stuff. It's always, it's this new groundbreaking theory that we've sort of uncovered that is now going to open up your brain to depths it's never been before when if we would just get back to basics and the stuff that's worked for millennia either way i'm not saying it doesn't work i'm not saying it doesn't work i think we're on in agreement on that i'm not saying that that doesn't work i'm yeah i'm not saying that that doesn't work because i am someone of action right it's a lot of what what i do with my clients like i do believe in the big three right um but I think when you talk about, especially like coping mechanisms, behavioral balances, like, yes, your life will improve, but do you communicate well? Are you articulate enough? Do you um, communicate with people well? Are you emotionally regulated? Well, especially when we talk about emotional regulation, I think that people across the board are very volatile and reactionary. And so therapy helps a lot with that, especially when we talk about emotional regulation and your ability to think before you speak. 
I think that's, you know, to answer your question from before, I think that's probably one of the most important things that people will learn from therapy specifically. When it comes to being satisfied with your life, yeah, that all comes through action. And even controlling your reactions always comes through action. No, nothing can progress forward without action. That is true. So I think like we're in Liz, I got to let you go. I got to let you go. I would yeah. love to continue this, but I got some people waiting, but I'd, I'd love to have you on anytime. I'm sure we'll talk more soon. Yeah. Appreciate all you. Right. Talk Bye. soon. Be good. All right. How are we doing on time? All right. Let's get to, I know you guys have been waiting. I appreciate it. Very patient. Let's get to Matt, Matthew Charles. You ready, buddy? All right. He's putting his headphones in. All right. I got the thumbs up. Matthew, what's up, my friend? How are we doing? Can you hear me? Still connecting audio. Check one, two, test, test. No, don't hear you. No. All right, let me move you back, see if you can get that figured out. Let's go to, let's grab Jake. Jake, what's up, my friend? Well, I'm good to see you. You too, buddy. How are we doing? What do you got tonight? I'd say uh, that's a heavy one to follow up there. Um, on the yeah. point, on the point of mental health, on the mental health thing, though, um, being in a group like ours is massively beneficial. But there's a sounding board for guys that have issues and whatnot. There are a lot of guys that can, uh, that have been in those, you know, tough situations before. Whether it's just picking yourself out of a slump or really going through something seriously detrimental to yourself, there are guys in the community that can really help with that kind of thing. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, I, you've, you're kind of a, a longstanding member. I think you, you predate most of us. Um, how have you seen, you know, what are some things you've seen through your time in the community as far as how it's evolved, um, sort of, you know, what you've seen as far as the members and maybe the quality or, or just or, or anything that you've seen that you've um, that you've been encouraged by um, just from kind of being in for, for so long? Like, how's your experience been by being sort of an early adopter to now somebody that's, you know, a general, essentially? Uh, to be honest, I've only actually been in the group for about a year and a half. Oh really? Um, I thought you were a long time guy. Okay, you were no. you were a long time YouTube commenter, I think. Long time YouTube. Commenter. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but right. uh, I've been in the group for like a year and a half. I was pretty much a wallflower for the first year of it too, and uh, okay. the last half a year or so, I've really dove in, making sure I'm getting to the at least the local get-togethers, and yeah. you know, diving more into the community, talking to the guys and everything else, and it's it's paying back in spades, being able to just um you know reach uh such a closer um drawing a blank on the word right now but uh being able to get really close to the guys understand everybody else a lot better and really kindle that brotherhood is has been huge um like being in the community there's no way i'd be able to surround myself with guys like this from the sleepy little town in canada that i'm from yeah. it's i'm able to put myself in a very different room how is the community? Because I know one of the things, because like you recently, you launched your business, what, about a year and some change ago at this point? Um, on your paper. On, yeah. On paper, three years ago, but okay. actually working for myself for two. But Okay. Um, so, like, I've, what was, yeah, I mean, how has the community sort of helped that? I mean, was it, was how has that been helpful to kind of give you that guidance? I mean, there's guys that you bounce things off of. You know, how is the community from that particular standpoint been a been a service to you having guys that have well i mean i'm a 
I'm a student here heavily so far. I'm, I'm not one of the higher up guys in regards to, you know, success in business and whatnot. And so many guys have been able to really help me. Um, as far as higher level stuff that, you know, I wouldn't have really been able to learn for years and years. I'm more a trades business and I would have just kept trying and failing and trying and failing rather than being able to, you know, skip these, uh, these trials. Yeah. Right on, man. Right on. And you're North of the border, man. So you, you went through it and yeah, you, there's, you guys are a different breed up there, man. I, th I think one of the things I get a lot is that, Guys are constantly asking, like, where are you guys located? Where are you guys located? Like, we have a pretty significant, I mean, we, we've kind of talked about this because I was like, well, you know, I know Rich is based there, but I don't know if YouTube has a geographical bias when it comes to the algorithm or it's just you guys are like, oh, he's like one of us. So let's see what he's about. But yeah, man, like you guys have, we've got a pretty serious chapter up north. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Like we have our own GTA chat group and we get together quite a bit too. Um, it's, it's pretty awesome. The, the, I think the frequency that we actually get together really makes a big difference as well, as far as the camaraderie and getting to know each other better and everything as well. But there, there's a movement up here, you know, a lot of guys are interested in this stuff and, uh, I know I've been spreading the word to friends and whatnot too. Yeah. How, how do you think like, cause this is something I've thought a lot about because it's great for networking and it, it's great to grow business connections, but if you don't really have your unplugging, it's really hard for a lot of guys. Um, do you kind of run into roadblocks or do you run into guys that maybe don't necessarily jive with the content or do you not even like approach those kind of guys? You only kind of go after the guys that you know are kind of unplugged or they're kind of based and red pilled or is it like something that you, you kind of test the waters with them? Like how do you approach those kind of conversations? I'm a lot more drawn to guys that are like-minded in regards to the, you know, red pilling kind of thing, or at least just, you know, having masculine traits and whatnot. There's, you know, a more uh, lefty kind of community that I'm not uh, very, uh, you know, welcome in or interested in joining, partaking yeah. in and whatnot. So I, I really try to surround myself with guys that are like-minded. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I don't so those conversations are easy. Yeah. Sounds they're, like. they're pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a hard time with that, especially I'm from the country too. So there are a lot of old fashioned, um, models and whatnot that really align with the red pill stuff, although they're technically blue pill, but, um, I have a bit of a, I don't have a hard time finding at least somewhat like minded guys. I've really found kind of touching on the, the, the original question there. I've really found that though. Being in this community has really helped me solidify my unplugging in regards mm -hmm. to honestly everything with women, being a more stable man in business, dealing with other people, laying out boundaries in my own life, seeing other guys in the community actually walk in the walk, not just talking the talk, like actually learning from other guys' behavior who lay out boundaries. They're stoic and not dicks about any of it either seeing yeah. guys actually do that in real life has been pretty huge for me. I've been able to follow that lead and uh, learn from them and whatnot. And I've found it makes a really big difference in my own life being able to, to express that. I, uh, I've definitely noticed a big difference in business, personal outings and whatnot, having more command of the people around me, the room, 
not being scared to to have it either. I dig it, man. I dig it. I appreciate the testimony. Got some people behind you, man, but always good to see you. I'll see you in a couple months in uh, in January. I'm going to see you sooner at the uh, Tough Oh, yeah. Water, I'll see you in a couple months. Yeah. I'll see you before that. Sure. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, buddy. See you soon. See you, buddy. All right. Let's try Matt one more time. Guys, if you're, I appreciate the patience of all the callers. Like, I'm going to get to everybody. If you want to drop off, like, don't feel like you have to stay here if it's been too late for you or anything like that. Um, I will go until I've gotten all all of the calls and everybody that wants to chime in and, and chop it up. But um, if you, you know, it's getting too late for you. If you want to drop, if you don't want to wait anymore, totally fine. I'm going to try to get to everybody. All right. Let, I'm going to try to bring Matt back up, see if he fixes audio. I'm here. Can you hear me? I do. I got you, man. What's happening, man? Talk to me. All right, brother. Well, there, there's a couple of points that I want to talk. I don't want to bounce around just a Please. little bit here. Um, uh, going back to like just briefly on the topic of uh, the therapy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I've been through that. Like I was, I was the blue pilled guy. I was married. You know, bought into that whole thing. You know, like thought it was for life forever and uh, went, went through problems with my marriage. My wife ended up leaving me um, as I was, you know, oddly enough, like here I am pursuing excellence, like trying to chase um, my whole thing with building cars and building custom cars and stuff like that. And like spending all my spare time doing that. Um, and, um, you know, it's so funny in retrospect, just, just all that I've been through looking back, I, I realized like, I, like the red flags are just just crazy. But the thing that I noticed, we went through, I went through therapy and stuff like that. We went through like anger management and like all this kind of stuff, right? And uh, at the end, after she still left, um, I had this conversation with the therapist and it, and it just felt like I was getting fed a fucking line. Like, I remember she saying something about uh, like me, you know, on a ship, going like traversing a, an ocean and like, you know, there's the storm and then the storm is going to subside and stuff like that. And just after that, I was like, you know what, what am I doing here? Talking about all this stuff. Um, I don't know. Uh, and to the, to the point of like how important it is for guys, like if you think of like you're going to school or whatever and you have like a, uh, you have a quiz, a pop quiz that's worth like, you know, 5% of your total mark. And then there's like the final exam that's worth like a fucking huge chunk. I think for guys, like therapy is like a fucking pop quiz. Like the amount that you get out of it versus what you, what you're talking about, like going to the gym, let's fucking, let's get your health back in a shape, you know, be accountable. Look at what you're doing with your time. You're sitting there staring at the fucking electronic income reducer, AKA the TV. Like, what are you doing with your life? I think there's way more value in that. You're going to get way more benefit than you'll ever get sitting there talking about the problems you're having with your life, uh, with your wife and your life. Right. And so like, that was my experience. And I went out and I, I seeked out different things. I, I, I joined a, a community called the Tao Badass and like learned how to like, it was the whole thing was like learning how to be better with women. And what I found in that was the whole central, um, the whole message was work on yourself as a person, right? Level yourself up as a person, right? 
yeah, sure, you learn techniques and stuff like that about body language, about eye contact, about all these things, right? You know what I mean? How to how to talk to people, but that wasn't the main focus. The main focus was on on yourself, and um, I think I, I I drifted a little bit from that world, and um, I, I I don't even remember how I came across Rich's stuff, but I got to tell you that the the Unplugged Alpha, the book, it fucking saved my life. It literally saved my life. Um, and I've been trying to think about this, like how I came across this. I was in a lot of Jordan Peterson and stuff like that. I mean, the focus is on like working on myself and, and being a better man, right? Um, and I'm, I'm going to tie this into the tribe. But as far as the Unplugged Alpha and the talking about the, the red flags, um, it really gave me a good perspective on like the, my life, like, my past life and like the things that I did wrong. Right. And got sucked into and suckered into. And I was with a girl who was um, you want to talk about one itis. It was a girl that I, I knew since I was like three years old. Um, I always had the hots for her. Right. And we got together. But she had like two kids from two different guys. And both the guys were were just, you know, idiots. Right. And it was just all this drama and like this the lack of accountability and all the rest of it. And, and, you know, like I, I've, I've done okay for myself, you know, and I, and uh, I'm, I live in a prominent area and like, she really tried to work her way in to, to like get me to renovate my house, to accommodate her and her kids and stuff like that. And, and a couple of things happened. Um, and I, this is like probably six months after I've, I read the book and I, and it's really weighing on me. And I was like, what am I, what am I doing? And I just, I just cold turkey, I fucking dropped it like a three-year relationship. I just cut it, cut it off. And, um, dude, if I would have went down that road, I would have just fucking been hammering the nails in the coffin. You might as well just throw the dirt on, on the thing. So it really saved my life. And, um, after, after that, I, I decided to join the 10%, um, for a bunch of reasons, you know, uh, like I've, I was, I really feel like I'm, I'm alone. Like I was doing all this kind of stuff by myself. Um, and you know, um, RC mentioned a couple things, um, about, you know, a group of guys who are pursuing excellence, right. Um, who believe in accountability and, um, the thing about a, a, a group and a tribe of like people who are pursuing excellence they're not going to sugarcoat bullshit anything. Like when, when I was married and after my wife left, you know how many fucking guys came up to me, my friends, my fucking friends, who said, oh, she was a bitch. I can't believe you were with her. You know, like all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, where the fuck were you? Thanks for telling me now, yeah. Thanks for telling me now, <laughs> right? You know, where were the fuck were you years ago? Like, why didn't you say anything? That was fucking right. seven years of my life, right? And, you know, in a, in a, in a tribe like this, it's like, these are guys who've, who've gone through the trenches. I've gone through the fucking trenches, man. I've had, I've had lots of shit. And like, listen, I'm a very positive guy, but I'm just trying to impress upon people. Like the, the quality of the members is like, we've got some young guys, right? Some like, like yeah. I think probably even college, like, yeah, fresh out of college, maybe even teenagers, like late teens and stuff like that to early twenties. But then there's guys like me who was like, 
you know, I'm an older dude. I fucking, I'm seasoned. I've been through lots of shit, right? And I'm not going to let anything slide, right? And the guys don't let things slide and they tell you how it is. You said you put a post on the group. You'll get like within a couple hours, there's like fucking half a dozen to a dozen replies from guys all over the map with different perspectives, right? And really giving you things to fucking think about. And, you know, it, it can be anything like business stuff. A lot of stuff like if you're having trouble with girls and, and women, a lot of head shaking, like, like someone grabbing you and giving you a fucking shake and saying, wake the fuck up. This is what is really happening, right? And I, I got to tell you, like that kind of stuff, that's going to save your life. It's going to fucking save your life. You know, you're not going to find that in your regular group of friends because this is a dedicated pursuit of men who are looking to do the best in their, in their lives. And that's not what you get when you go to school and you meet some friends who like to play video games, right? Like how rare is that? We've got guys all over the world, right? Where are you going to find that? Um, the other thing you say about, about the group is um, about accountability. Uh, a, a group in a tribe is what you make of it, right? It's like, how much are you willing to dig and contribute? You're not going to just log in and, and just sit there and then your life is going to get better. You know, you got to fucking work, man. You got to take action. You got to, you got to ask questions. You got to take, you got to take, like, Rich has a thing about, like, don't be an asshole, which is like someone who just continually asks questions, but never then takes the advice and puts it into action. You got to be a person like that, right? So if you're not, it's not for you, right? It's only for people who are willing to do the work, right? It's a community in every sense of the word, man. I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys that there's, there's kind of a joke we all toss around where, some some guys come in, not as much anymore, but maybe in the past where there was kind of this attitude like, okay, I'm here. When does it start raining, you know, women and money, right? Like I'm here in the group. Like when am I going to just get unlimited women in, in cash? Like when does that start happening? I, that's, that's what I signed up for. So, yeah, I mean, I, we're, we're very candid with guys. It's We, we say, look, like, like you're going to get out of this exactly what you put in. And that's what I think that's how most things in life that really are valuable are. Um, you, you just can't fake it. You've got to earn it. You've, so, and it's, it's one of those things where the guys that aren't willing to do that, they find themselves out on the sidelines quick and the guys that are willing to stay engaged and the guys that are willing to do the work, you know, they find themselves building bonds with guys and, and really finding a home and a tribe that they haven't had. And, and some guys find this stuff late in life and it's, their only regret is that they didn't find it sooner and earlier. So, um, yeah, that's why I believe so strongly in, in what we're doing, man. And that's why I'm so glad we've had such a, an outpouring of support from, from guys calling in tonight. And that's why I just thought it was so important that if guys, as long as guys want to call in and, and tell their testimony, like I'll stay up all night, man. Like this is what gets me jacked up. So yeah, dude, that's, it's, it's a hell of a story and, and you've come such a long way and, and, uh, I, I totally appreciate you having the balls to come in tonight. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. And, and I'm going to just add one more thing and then I'll make room for someone else. Um, now t there's a, so there's this author, uh, Napoleon Hill. Okay. He's best known for his book, uh, Think and Grow Rich. Yep. Um, it, this is like the late 20s, early 30s, if, if uh, people haven't heard of him. But 
actually Think and Grow Rich was a real dumbed down censored version uh, of his, the original book called The Laws of Success, uh, which is yeah, a long book, 26 hours on Audible or over a thousand pages. And this guy uh, was knocking boots with um, uh, Henry Ford, um, Andrew Carnegie, um, uh, Thomas Edison, like some fucking heavy hitters in history, right? And they had this concept called uh, mastermind. And even, even RC was mentioning he was in a business mastermind. But a mastermind is a group of like-minded people who are focused on excellence, who aren't concerned with nitty-gritty bullshit, right? And they're accountable but they want to succeed. And when they come together, a mastermind creates something else, right? It creates another level within you, right? And you're never gonna get this other level by going through on your own, watching videos and not interacting, right? With other people who are in the same pursuit. And, and that's really what um, I found with the, with the top, with the ten, I'm in the 10% group. And I'm sure it's the same in the 1% group. Uh, the guys who are there willing to put the work in, that's what they're going to get. They're going to find it's going to unlock another level for themselves. And I encourage anybody who wants to do the work to uh, to hop in and join, man. So that's it. Everyone Indeed, my day. friend. Well said. We'll see you soon, brother. All right. All right. Be good. All right, guys, real quick, we're going to get to some more callers here in a second, but I know we're coming up at 10 o'clock here. So I want to just give you guys some quick updates and housekeeping items for next, the next two weeks, actually. So like I said, Rich is overseas. The next week's show and the following week's show are going to be a little bit later. We're starting at 10.30 p.m. Eastern because he's about six or seven hours ahead. So it'll be really early in the morning for him, later at night for me. Um, I may or may not be co-hosting. He might do it solo. I may be in the back scenes doing the kind of the, the handling the callers like I have been. And then the following week, the 21st is the first night we're starting sort of this new double show format. So if you guys missed last week's show, we did our first um, ladies panel night we call it ladies night. So um, the whole recording is up on this channel and there's five or six clips on the Rich Cooper clips channel that you can watch. Um, and so that's something we're going to start doing on a regular basis. It's not going to overtake the unplugged alpha. So that the schedule from the 21st onward is going to be the unplugged alpha is going to start at 7 p.m. Eastern. It's going to run till about 8.30. And then around 8, we'll take about a 15-minute break. And then we'll do uh, the ladies' night starting at about 8.45. And that'll go probably, you know, 10, 30, 11, something like that. So we're going to run those shows back to back. Um, if you enjoyed it, give us a thumbs up. If it's not for you, that's totally okay. Uh, but it's something new we're trying, something we, we want, we're having some fun with. And we've always believed in genuine relationships, man. Like it, the, the goal of the show is not to dunk on women and make them look stupid. It's never about this holding women accountable thing. It's we want to try to get honest answers and sometimes we'll get them and sometimes we won't. I mean, you guys are make, you guys can be the judges of Monday night show and, and see for yourself. So, so far the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. We're going to keep doing it. Um, but uh, hit the like button while you guys are here, man. They're free. It really helps us out, helps the channel out. Um, like I said, man, you guys can stick around as long as you want. If you want to drop off, totally cool. But I'm going to get to uh, Jesse next. So, Jesse, you're on at three, two, one. Jesse, what's happening, man? Hey. So, um, recently, my entrepreneurial endeavors, I've uh, worked with this client that, you know, I'm really getting along with. And he's like the closest thing to, you know, like a masculine man and talked about the importance of finding your tribe. And, He's got a great team. You know, I'm helping him build his business. 
kind of like he's Grant Cardone, I'm Jared Glandit. And, you know, now that um, I've come so far in my journey, like I'm almost a little paranoid that like something's going to go wrong or, um, you know, all of a sudden business is going to slow down for us. And because, you know, I've told Jaron this too. He knows my story. You know, I drive Uber. I don't have to do it as much now because, you know, I have other streams of income. I've um, basically, you know, found my tribe here. And very similar to what Jake was saying, you know, it's, yeah, technically blue pill, but it still kind of have some, you know, red pill beliefs. Like here where I live, there's a little more respect for men and masculinity. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing well so far, but it's just, you know, the paranoia is creeping up. You know, what if something goes wrong? What if, you know, I have to go back to doing Uber? And I don't know if, like, I should just um, commit to, you know, working with my current client who, you know, if things are going really well. And, you know, you, you've said it before many times in studio, you know, abundance fixes everything. I think that I have abundance because, you know, I can also do Uber. I, I'm also on, you know, Upwork. I got all these other streams of income, but I don't really want to do them because, you know, my current client, you know, things are going really well. It's just concern, you know, what if, you know, business slows down, I have to go back doing Uber, you know, it's going to feel like a downgrade. Well, so what's the question, man? Is just, um, where should I go on from here? Should I just, you know, just cut Uber and like, like stuff I don't want to do, like cut it off completely and just focus on, you know, building the business with my clients or should I like kind of still like keep uh, the side hustles in my back pocket to like figure out, you know, just to see like how far I can go. Cause I'm just a little unsure what to, where to go from here. I mean, look, dude, like entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. um, that's the, why they say salary is a drug because it's just easy to have that paycheck hit your bank account every two weeks. And uh, a lot of guys never get out of that cycle. Um, I mean, there's a lot of schools of thought when it comes to this stuff. There, there's guys out there that believe that if you don't burn the ships, you'll never overtake the island and you'll never get where you want to go if you if you don't have a backup plan. Um, there's a quote, I don't know who said it, but it's, you know, humans have a pretty good track record of if their only options are to succeed or die, they're usually pretty good at succeeding. Um, but at the same time, there is, there, there's a school of thought where it's, you know, take the money that you're not a salaried employee. So you have all of these ventures that basically what you're doing right now is you're trading your time for, for money. Right. Um, and so, I mean, it's not like, you can never pick Uber back up. It's not like you can never pick up all these other side hustles if you want to, because you could just start doing them. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily see where the risk is in throwing more of your time and effort into whatever this, like what, exa what exactly is the business model? You say he's We're, a um, I'm doing business. a bunch of handyman work because I'm pretty multi-talented, detail-oriented guy. So I'm helping him do his marketing, do some of his outbound sales, but I'm also in the field helping him paint. Um, I get along really well with his team and his girlfriend. They're an amazing team, amazing tribe that I found here locally. So yeah, I think things are going really well. And, you know, he's giving me a lot of hours, you know, and I'm a contractor and I get to learn new skills. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. I'm not a W2 employee. So, um, and I get to have all these other side hustles. So it's, it's definitely, you know, um, uh, good for me so far. I mean, look, dude, like 
you're gonna there's, there's always gonna be that kind of that voice in the back of your head about what if i fail what if i fail but also like what if you succeed and the only way you can really ever fail is if you quit right so i mean this seems like there's some limiting beliefs i don't know if it's because you've had been burned in the past or you've been you know gotten kicked in the ass in other jobs or or you've been burned before by other people or what what sort of happened but um you know I don't, I don't see the risk, at least if you have these other streams of income where you're not, I mean, again, cause you're, you're trading your time. I mean, have you, have you sat down and figured out like based on the money you're making between all of these jobs, like what an hour of your time is actually worth? Um, because that's the first thing I would do. I would sit here and say like, out of all of these things, what is going to give me the most bang for my buck? If I have 60 minutes, how, like whether it's Uber, whether it's, DoorDash, whether it's Fiverr or whatever, whether it's working with this particular client, like whatever it is, where is your, where, where are you going to see your money come in? Where's your, where's your money going to go farther in that hour? Right. So I think figuring out exactly what an hour of your time is worth is a good first step because if it's like, okay, I can make on average, let's say I do Uber eight hours a day and I come home with 80 bucks. Okay. I made $10 an hour versus $80 an hour with the contracting work. And now I have 150 bucks in my pocket and you're doubling up. I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty easy math in my opinion. I think what it's perfectly fine and healthy to have those doubts in your mind and have that kind of voice in the back of your head until you let it start limiting your action. Like I said earlier, you know, you can't let doubts or you can't let the fear of failure keep you from doing anything because that's ultimately how you do. That's ultimately how you fail. Um, it's one of those things where if you dive in headfirst, it's really your only option. And if you sink all of your time and effort into this one thing, it's pretty much your only. And, and the thing is, like, I don't know how old you are exactly, but it's not like even if this all goes bust and goes to zero, it's not like, A, you're going to die. And it's not like you don't have plenty of time to figure it out and get back up on that horse. So, I mean it sounds like maybe there's some mental work or some mental frameworks that you might need to look in within yourself and figure out exactly why these thoughts keep popping back up. Yeah. Um, maybe you've got some unresolved issues, man. Maybe there's some things that happened to you that you haven't dealt with, but you can't let sort of the fear of things not working out trump you going for an opportunity that could only be lucrative for you. So, I mean, it's a mindset thing, man. You need to harden the mind basically. Like, and your mind gets hard when you do hard shit and shit that you don't want to do. And eventually, because your mind is telling you to quit. That's exactly, essentially what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Your mind quits far before your body does. And your mind is designed to tell you to be comfortable and stop seeking discomfort because it's a survival mechanism. And so you've got to learn to kind of be in control of that. You've got to learn to kind of turn that brain hard. And now you control your brain. Your brain's not in control of you. Um, does that help at all? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know uh, Rich has made videos about why Uber is a waste of time. And, you know, I get where he's coming from. You know, I've done it in the past before. You know, I had all these business endeavors. And, you know, like, I'm just trying to get to a point where I don't have to do it at all. You know, he may not completely understand. You know, it's still a stream of income that, and you know, I still have bills to pay. But, you know, once I get these things off the ground, I can maybe hopefully permanently don't have to do it anymore. And also, you know, I wanted to say, you know, you mentioned that, there's a lot of things, you know, going on up here. Um, we can't go over it, obviously, now. But, you know, I've, I know I've, we've been talking back and forth on Facebook Messenger. You know, I am still interested in scheduling a call with you in the future. But, um, 
you know, you've helped me out a lot. You know, you've been like a big brother to me, helping me out in the Facebook groups. You've been helping me uh, out in when you had the um, little stereo thing. So appreciate everything you've done, man. You like, you've been like a big brother to me all this time. Yeah, right on, man. Well, look, we got two communities that are full of guys like me that are willing to help guys like you. So, I mean, maybe that's your next move is finally pulling the trigger and, and hopping in the 10% or, or the 1% or whatever you've got the appetite for. But, um, you know, I'm just one guy, but that, that's one of the things I come with is a hell of a networking guys that are helping each other succeed. So, uh, yeah, man, look like you know how to find me if you want to get that call scheduled and we'll, we'll figure it out from there. Thank you. All right, man. Be good. All right. Uh, and real quick, like DMAC had some stuff here in the chat that I want to bring up. So uh, just need to get clear on your goals and why you're doing what you're doing. If you doubt yourself, how can you convince others? Push past your doubts with confidence by taking many small risks. And he had some other thing here that I really liked. Let me scroll to find it. Uh, one more. Yeah, a lot of guys saying burn the boats. Building a business versus being self-employed, two different, very, very different things. Agree. Sometimes backup plan holds you back if you're not in all in on something. So, yeah, DMAC dropping some wisdom in the chat. All right, man. I promise I'm getting to you guys. I want to get to where's my where's my guy, man. Let's get Mr. Medshine himself. Yeah, there we go. Can you hear me? Well, you, I saw you chatting in the background. Well, you got a friend over? Or what? Yeah, I got a lady friend over. <laughs> yeah, I got yeah, I got lipstick on me. So uh, yeah, got got a plus one over here. You, 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 you know, you down here in Mexico. So uh, I just wanted to give a, a brief experience as far as what led me to the private groups, and then give a little plug for uh, the top ten percent brothers out there as we're trying to expand the groups. So I many people lived life based on the expectations that someone else, namely society, my Pam, my family parental influences, peer influences, what have you, dictated for me. So did the elementary school, middle school, high school, college thing, got into the corporate workforce, accelerated very quickly in my career. And then about the time I was coming to 30 or so, realized, okay, I'm not really living for myself anymore. There, there has to be something more to this. And it seemed like the harder I was trying living on someone else's framework, the less and less I wasn't, or I, I was getting ahead. So uh, also some things uh, leading to my crimson capsule uh, transformation journey. There was a, a divorce in there in my late mid or mid late twenties or so. And that kicked off this whole process. So as I was doing my personal evolution and trying to figure out, okay, how to start living for myself, I realized that I started shedding friends very quickly and I needed to replace that somehow. And uh, at one point, I sat down and realized, okay, are my friends really my friends? Do they really, truly have my back? And the answer was no. A lot of them were kind of bar buddies. They were A lot of them were coworkers, guys just in my circles, again, social circles that were dictated by society, not necessarily myself. So I got to a point where I realized I need to make some friends. I need to, I'm leveling up rapidly. Where do I meet guys like me? Where do I meet guys that are on this journey that can share these experiences with me? And I kind of sat on it for a while. Didn't really know where to go, what to do. I was a fan of uh, Rich at the time I was going through my divorce. Uh, in his ear, or in my ear, I just heard, hey, pick up heavy stuff and put it down. And sometimes I can get a little hyper-analytical, as a lot of guys that watch this type of content can. And at that point, I just need to get out of my head. So I um, started to like Rich as a content creator, started to really trust him as a content creator, and decide to pull the plug and get in the group. As others have mentioned, I was a fly on the wall for roughly the first year, year and a half or so. And... 
had the question, okay, what do I really add to this group? Um, I'm getting stuff out of it. it was, there's some cool conversations and it was nice being a fly on the wall. I really learned a lot, but I wasn't actively participating. So uh, at one point, I know there's a very there's a lot of high net worth individuals in there, but one of them in particular, very high net worth individual, uh, even on one of the meetups, made the comment that, "Hey, I'm the king of my industry, but at my house, I'm a peon, I'm a peasant." And he touched an area where I thought, "Okay, well, I, I have some experience here. I have some, for lack of a better word, expertise here at, at the time." So I started just doing what. I was doing and posting very comprehensive field reports. And then we had other guys in there that said things like, Hey man, I'm hundred pounds overweight. I'm drinking 12 beers a day and uh, smoking a pack of cigarettes. I'm just so stressed out. The weight of the world is crumbling down my shoulders. Where do I start? And I thought, Oh, I've been there before too. Like now I can really help these people out. So I just tried to start adding value as much as I could. And very quickly, it didn't take long within half a year or so, Rich invited me onto the, uh, the generals tier. And then on the generals show, which used to be on the main channel Monday nights, it's now Saturday mornings. And I try to make as many general shows as I can. The only time I don't is when I'm like, kind of like rich right now is 10 hours ahead and, uh, doing my own thing on the other side of the world, having, some some experiences uh backpacks with my brother for a bit but other than that rich has been very great gracious in allowing me access to his audience and getting me to these types of events like the the meetup events and if you join the calls then he'll help you like hey i'm kind of at a wreck my life i'm kind of stuck in this vertical and we're all at different areas and different verticals of our life but rich has been very good at saying hey i was there at one point too here's what you do and what a lot of guys don't realize that Rich is only one man, so even if there's something he personally can't answer, the big value of the group is the network of guys in the group. So there are some things that maybe he hasn't experienced directly, but I can reach out to someone personally and say, hey, I know that you mentioned at one point you're going through this issue. I'm kind of hitting a rough patch in this area of my life too. Or, hey, maybe I need an outside view as far as things that I'm overlooking in this certain aspect of my life. Can you help me out? And I've gotten monumental value from that, but really – uh, in any of these groups, top 1% or top 10% group, it really comes down to, okay, what are you willing to give to the group? And I have guys that DM me all the time. I'm sure they do to you too, the top 10%. Oh, well, uh, what do I get out of it? Well, that's the wrong question to ask. You're, you're, not, you're not ready for leveling up or getting into a higher tier of, of men in your network. If you're asking the question, what do I get? You need to go into it with, what can I give to this group? And if everyone joins the group with that mentality, which we've done a good job at doing in, in, in building these groups and cultivating the quality of conversation and the types of things we do in these groups, then everyone benefits. So uh, that's the first point. And then an another one that turns guys off too a lot of times is, oh, the, the, the price point. And I, I like to comment in the chat that, okay, the, the top 10% group especially, it's literally less than 1% of the cost of a college degree, and you'll get 1,000% plus more value out of it. So totally a lot agree. of times I, I retort back to these guys, okay, well, if you don't think you're worth the price point, then you're probably not ready for these groups either. But if you are at that point, if you are looking to level up with like-minded men in all areas of love and life by building lives worth living and loving, then check out top 1% group definitely. Um, Moth, yourself and myself, we manage the uh, top 10% group or admins. So guys, if you want to sign up for that, DM Moth, DM myself. We can get you right in there. Uh, there's a bunch of admins in there. So we cover all sorts of topics. Rich is obviously, it's a, it's a group under his flagship brand. And again, the big 
thing that I'm really pleased of of that group of that group in the top one percent group is the quality of men that are joining the network. And you get all sorts of cool stuff. We get the monthly Q and A's. Uh, we start doing weekly workshops in the uh, top ten percent group. So we had a tech conversation the other day with this. I think he's a senior full stack developer for for mm-hmm. Meta. So we have some heavy hitters, even in the top 10% group too. It looks like he's going to do a follow-up one. We just did one about like virtual assistants yeah. and how to source VAs. Like that was really slick. Yeah. Yeah, that one was great too. I know I've, I've committed to a couple uh, workshops. I'm, I'm doing some AI prompts right now that's going to help streamline a lot of my professional workflows and processes. So once I get those down, um, I have a buddy that actually built an entire company out of AI. He's doing really well. So I'm working with him and getting those processes down. And then once I have them, I'll share Obviously, uh, like it's fun for a lot of guys, the field reports and in my Mexico adventures and, you know, my backpacking around the world and my brother adventures and that kind of stuff. But I'm just one guy. Moff, you're just one guy. Rich is just one guy. But we have a network of hundreds of guys globally that can shed light on any issues maybe having in your life or hell, maybe you don't have any issues. Sometimes that's been my biggest issue lately. I was like, I haven't had any issues for a while. And then that became an issue in and of itself. But sometimes guys will hit me up. Hey, I'm coming to Mexico City soon. Okay, well there's my Instagram, hit me up. We'll go out, we'll get a drink. We'll hit the town, have a good time and then build, build that network even more. So definitely guys, if, if you think you, if you think you're worth it or if you're the type of person, just like I was Moff, just like I'm sure you were and other guys uh, watching were, or maybe are at this point where, okay, it's nice. I put this content on passively in the background. I go about my day, but eventually you get to the point where, okay. Um, for me personally, I had the girl thing down. I had the fitness thing down already. I thought I had the finance thing down. I was doing well in the corporate world, but then I got in the top 1% group and all of these guys are seven figure, multiple seven figures. And I think we even have some eight figure earners in there. And I'm like, oh, wow, I really got to step it up. So uh, really iron sharpens iron. So when you get these networks, you may be like, hey, well, why would I need it? My life is great. Well, you get around higher caliber guys, then it kind of kind of kicks you in the ass and lights a flame under your feet. So uh, I've been eternally grateful for the uh, quality of network that I've that I've managed to find myself being a part of in this group. And then again, for Rich personally, all, all you really have to do is just show up and provide value to other guys. And Rich is like, hey, here's my audience. You, you can attest to that. You're, you're hosting the show and you're, you're doing a damn yeah. good job. Wild, too. I, I definitely miss the various stuff. Yeah, but uh, but Rich will open up his Rolodex for you. Other guys in the group will open up their their address book for you and they'll, they'll put you in contact with people and they'll get you done They'll, 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 give, they'll give you access to people that'll help you get to the next step in whatever it is you're looking to do in your life. And we have guys from all different walks of life and all different levels and all different verticals of their life. So if that's something you want to be a part of, top 1% group is fantastic. If price is an issue for you, hit myself up, hit Moff up. We can sign you up for the top 10% group. And then uh, whatever you pay, it is a lifetime membership for top 10%. Whatever you pay when you are ready to graduate to the higher tiers, then you can forward that lifetime membership fee towards your first year of dues. So that's just my, that's just my two cents. Uh, I, I, I went from being a content consumer to a content creator to a fly on the wall in the group to one of the generals tiers to now having access to Rich's audience and his professional network to being an admin of one of Rich's products. So uh, definitely, definitely a lot of value to get out of these groups if you show up willing to give value to the groups. And with that, I shall sign off. Totally, man. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Like if you add value and, and you show guys that you're loyal and um, you're willing to help them build themselves up, then they'll, they'll return that tenfold and they'll open their wallets. They'll open their homes. They'll open their Rolodexes. I mean, it, it's what, we're, what we've built is something super solid. I'm, I'm super proud of it. And again, shout out to Rich Cooper for letting us do this tonight, man. Like he could have easily just said no show this week. Um, yeah. 
You know, I was telling some people that letting me run the live on his channel by myself unsupervised is, is I don't know if he'll, if he'll agree with this. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. It's kind of like me taking the McLaren out, I guess now the Porsche, um, but him just giving me the keys to just tear it up in, uh, in his, you know, multi six figure uh, car and, and machine that he loves so much. So dude, thank you for jumping on, man. It was, it's good to see you. I'll see you here in a, um, a couple of short months. Looking forward yeah, to I'll see you up. in Tampa. Yeah, I'll see you in Tampa yes, soon. And you're doing a good job, man. You've held the audience for well more than two hours. That's not an I easy feat. I've definitely seen you get more polished in your presentation. I'm, I'm working on that too. So, uh, so yeah, definitely look forward to seeing you. And then guys for top 1%, top 1%, top 10% group, I shall see you in the chat forums, meetups, Q&As, calls, and all that good stuff. All right, man. Appreciate the kind words, brother. See you soon. All right. Got a couple more, guys. We got two more. I'm going to grab Cowboy real quick. Hey, brother. Cowboy. How you doing? Brian, how are we doing, man? Thank you for showing up tonight and coming out. What's going on? Uh, I told you I'd be here from the get-go. My old man was in the hospital. I had to work late. It's been a crazy day, but I wanted to let everybody know that when you have good quality friends, they will show up no matter what. So... Yeah, my old man's in the hospital, not doing good, but I am here for you, my brother, and you were doing an awesome show. I didn't get to watch it from the start, but uh, couldn't be happier for you, my friend. Appreciate the kind word, man. It means means a lot, man. And you're you're a relatively newer member of the 10%, right? I mean, um, past couple of months, or how long has it been for you? Uh, well, I've been watching for about a year. Uh, okay. been in the 10% for about two months. Uh, been in the entrepreneurship program for about three to four months uh definitely worth the value i mean it's chump change you know people are i've been to a strip club and spent a thousand bucks you know so people think they're getting scammed they don't they don't really know but like i said hey listen i'm going through a lot of shit right now i'm here for you i told you when you posted that in the 10 percent, i was the first one to answer i'll and I apologize. I'm extremely late. Uh, I missed most of the show, but I did show up. And when you join the 10% or the uh, entrepreneurship program, or you get involved with men of your quality and caliber or Jaron, that we, uh, we stand by our word and we do everything that we can to support each other. Uh, you know, I know Bentley is the same way. Uh, I, I'm sure a lot of the guys have, you know, seen time and time again how the network is there to support each other so like i said it's uh 10 or it's 9 30 here i gotta be up at 3 30 i've had a long ass day i just wanted to make sure you knew i was here for you as much as i could be i appreciate it man look I'm, i won't keep you i'll let you get some z's but i appreciate you and everybody that's stuck around for about an almost hour longer than we normally go but i made a commitment to get to everybody man so i appreciate you being here yeah i'm excited for uh long successful group and, and adding more quality members and everybody getting together. you planning on coming uh you're trying to get to, you're coming to uh on in january uh i'm working on it i think okay. it's the week i have my daughter so i'm trying gotcha. to reschedule that but that comes first uh totally. But yeah, if I can make it, I definitely will. It'd be a I, pleasure to meet you. In Florida, I might bring my boat, bro. <laughs> Everything you've seen, I'm all about boats. So. <laughs> oh, 100%. All right, man. You get some rest, get some shut eye, man. We'll see you soon. I'm out. See you, buddy. All right, brother. Be good. All right, one more. 
You guys know him. You love him. The Wahlburger. What's up? Hey, what's up? How we doing, my friend? Great. How are you doing, Mop? You're doing an excellent job on the show. Hey, I appreciate that, man. That's very kind of you. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I wanted to comment a while back on the mental health situation and your discussion in regards to to men. And I think uh, something that has been basically given a great disservice is that men have a cheat code to mental health. And that is going out and exerting yourself in a physical capacity and energizing your mind and your body makes you feel better right off the hop. Um, the therapy situation, and first off, you know, she said that that someone said that therapy isn't good for anybody. Nobody said that. <laughs> you didn't say that. That wasn't a response. But generally, when you're having a discussion and debating this, that's what they come back with you with, saying that, oh, you said that therapy isn't good for anyone. No one ever said that. The fact of the matter is that men have a cheat code to get mentally right. And that is going out and exerting yourself and interacting with people during that exertion with men. And then you can exchange stories, exchange what's going on, push yourself physically and mentally, and you take yourself to a new level. Um, It has been given a disservice from COVID till now. But the thing is, is I think the jig is up for mental health to a certain extent, not well, in regards to therapy speak, everyone's tired of hearing about the ego, gaslighting, narcissism, all of that. And I can tell you that this is happening right up to areas in court. I am going through some situations in family court, but right now they're actually building a system because it's so packed with people talking about things. They actually honor people who have their own mental point of origin and who are stoic. They're tired of hearing about narcissists and and this person is a gaslighter and so on and so forth. So you now go to something called a judicial judicial dispute resolution where you deal with the judge off the side, not in court, so they can get that off the dockets, right? So it's starting to come around. Society is actually starting to not placate to this therapy speak nonsense. So men need to understand that. But the thing is, before you go to therapy, get off your ass, go to the gym and really push yourself. It doesn't matter what level you're at. If you are totally out of shape, go somewhere with a sauna, sit in there as long as you can, go out, take a rest, go back in and just push yourself to that next level all the time. Listen, man, I'm almost pushing... 50 next year i'll be 50 and tonight i just got done um playing basketball and i think i mentioned this before with the police service of my city of the municipality at their headquarters and the fact of the matter is that this is proof positive i talked to these guys and they're talking about stuff dealing with double murders dealing with horrible things that the average person cannot see how do they deal with it they come out and play basketball and work within with, with each other and talk to each other about things. But mainly, it's competing and driving their body, driving their mind. And then they say that solves everything. I've heard some horrible stories of what they've seen. And that is the thing that gets their mind right. Yeah, man. Physical exertion solves a lot of problems. I mean, they, they're they finally coming out with some studies and some research because, I mean, we've known this for a very long time, that exercise can actually be better for you than 
going to therapy. I mean, it can, it can, it can have tremendous effects and people have actually started recommending like if, if your mental health is screwy, I got a pretty good hunch that your physical health is just as bad, if not worse. Um, and I, I think guys can fix probably 85 to 90% of their mental issues and the problems they have in their lives if they would just get into great goddamn shape. Um, you know, it's it's just one of those things that we've, we've devalued and working out and, and trying to be strong and be masculine has become so demonized. And it's such a it's such a sad thing that that we've come that far. But um, I, I'm a little more cynical. I don't think we'll see kind of wide sweeping change. I, I do think that there's a there's some ripples in the tide. Uh, I don't know if, if it's necessarily um, we're going to see an, a 180 swing in, in our lifetime. Um, but I mean, you saw some things that were going down in the month of June where people were finally fed up with their children being exposed to yeah. You know, A, B, C, X, Y, Z, L, G, B, T, Q, T, 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 So, you know, in, in, so there's, there's, so things like that give me hope and, and, and people that are willing to stand up and say, you know what, like enough is enough and, and we're going to protect the future generations and we're going to protect our children because I mean, look, they're the ones that are going to be taking care of us one day. So, yeah. um, I try to, I'm, I'm a little more cynical. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm starting to come around. <laughs> There's a lot more cynical guys out there than me. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm probably 50, 50, but yeah. Um, yeah, I love seeing that stuff, man. But it's again, being part of a community in a tribe means that the majority of the time that you spend with others, you get to spend with like-minded men that think the way you think, um, that you can bounce ideas off of and that you can just share your experiences, man. Like, like I said, I mean, there's, it's really tough to find healthy, positive, safe, I don't even say the word safe space, but spaces for men that are for men. Um, And that's really what we've built here. And that's really why I'm so proud of this community. And, and even guys that call into the show and even guys that are, you know, mainstays like that, that come in and and are in the chat. I mean, I'm, I, I'm glad that I still have 140 guys that are still listening to me after two and a half hours. Like I feel very, um, you know, I'm humbled by that quite a great deal. And, uh, it, it means a lot that guys, uh, you know, care about what we have to say and, and, uh, hopefully we've added some value tonight. And I think we have, and, and I think, uh, if Rich decides to catch the replay, I think, uh, I think he'd be proud, man. I mean, a, a lot of guys might not know this about Rich just because he's an internet, you know, personality and he's kind of a celebrity in this space. And, um, He's a really humble dude, man. Like this wasn't his idea. He didn't put us up to this. He didn't say anything like, Hey, I'm going to be out of town, get everybody on a show and tell me how much you love the community and turn it into a sales pitch. So a bunch of people join. He didn't have anything to do with it, man. But I, I thought it was a perfect opportunity to, to pay tribute to a guy that's made so many positive changes in, in the lives of men and has put a really solid tribe of men together. So, um, it's an honor to, to be doing this in his, uh, in his stead and, and be talking to you guys tonight. Oh, he has. And, and what guys should realize is that when there's people that are in positions like yourself or Rich or myself are to a certain extent, you've been through things, you've been through stuff. So don't be afraid to talk to those people because if they've pushed through to get to a certain level, they've been through some shit. So they're more than likely very willing to talk to you about what you're going through. Right. So you got to be willing to do that. And, and so talk to a guy about it. And sometimes like for me, 
it was listening to Rich when I went through my stuff, as well as I had a, a an individual who I coached basketball for who was incredibly positive. I actually didn't tell him about the stuff that I was going through because I felt bad because I didn't want to bring him down. So it took me months to, to break the ice to him saying, damn, I'm going through some stuff. Well, he told me, hey, man, I went through the exact same thing at the exact same age, and he's been an unbelievable resource. So, but I had to break that ice to him and, be, and tell him that negative shit that was going on. And without that, I would have, without breaking that ice, I would have lost that resource. And so make sure you're reaching out to people who are around you, who are, who have really done something and tell them, don't be afraid to tell them the shit you're going through. And that'll change. Yeah. There's the opportunity. And the thing about therapy, listen, therapy has its place. My, um, my opinion on it is that it's, it gives a lot of feminine solutions so it's great for the ladies, you know, you share, you talk about your feelings and talk about these taglines and words and run things over and over again to address your feelings. Men just don't generally work like that. So I'm not saying that it's not good for anyone, but I don't think that it's good for a lot of men until mm-hmm. they've gone through what I say, go push yourself physically, hard, mentally, and then talk to somebody who's around you or in a group like this that can really benefit you and help you. Amen. Amen, brother. All right, man. I appreciate right. you jumping on. We're going to wrap up and get ready awesome to get job, out of here, man. Awesome job. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Good seeing you as always. Cheers, brother. All right, man. Be good. All right, guys. We are right around 1030 Eastern. We're going to go ahead and wrap up. Um, I'm going to go over a couple more things. I, I mentioned this maybe, I don't know, like an hour ago or an hour and, and some change. But just to give you an idea of what the next couple of weeks are going to look like. So next week we will have a show. This is the last week actually for the foreseeable future that the Unplugged Apple will be at the 8 p.m. time slot. So like I said, for the next two weeks, um, it's going to be starting 1030 Eastern Riches Overseas. So he's not going to be up in time. He's probably actually uh, landing or I don't know what he's doing right now, but um, he'll get up super early overseas. He'll try to hop on and do some of the casts for the next two weeks. Then on the 21st, um, we are going to resume the normal time slot for TUA, which is going to be 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And then after that, we're going to have the ladies night show at 8.45. And that's going to go on for however long. So it's going to be two shows back to back on Monday. Um, If you want to check out, the article that I read this evening, the, the sort of essay by Jack Donovan, I don't care. Um, you can search that Jack Donovan, I don't care, but we'll also put it in the description. If you want to go see kind of the first call that I did, um, I believe it's before the train wreck number 74. Don't quote me on that. It's really easy if you just search Rich Cooper, Aaron Clary, book of numbers. Um, and I think I come on around like the 42 or 41 minute mark. And then I go for about 15 or so minutes. So if you want to kind of see uh, young Muff talk about his uh, one-itis, there you go. And then uh, and this has been a lot of fun. This has been great, man. This has been really cool. I think we had one guy join the community already tonight. I uh, appreciate all the callers that were willing to come on and share their testimony. Like I said, Rich would never ask us to do this. He's far too humble and, and uh, you know, a, a good guy to, to ask us to come on and sing his praises. So I felt like we kind of had to. Um, but yeah, man, hope you guys enjoyed the show tonight. We're going to do the outro here in a, in a second. Just wanted to say um, thanks for everybody that came out and supported. It means a lot that you guys would stick around for, for two and a half hours. And um, I'll be seeing some of you soon. And if anybody has any questions on the community, whether it's 1%, 10%, don't be afraid to hit me up. Um, 
don't be an asshole though. You know, you'll get a couple of questions. You maybe get one or two, but we're really looking for guys that are ready to just pull the damn trigger and that want to get in, get in and get to work. So, um, Appreciate everybody coming out tonight, man. You guys were great. We'll see you on the next one. All right, guys. If you enjoyed that podcast, make sure you visit my website at richcooper.ca to learn more about my courses, my book, The Unplugged Alpha, community, or booking me for private coaching. Also, if you are a Canadian with $15,000 or more of credit card debt and what you are doing right now isn't paying off the balances, then visit totaldebtfreedom.ca and hit get a free quote to see if you qualify to settle your credit card debt for less than you owe today over the next 48 months. Make sure you check out the top pinned comment on YouTube for all the links mentioned during the show. Peace.